rise and shine. Good, let's go time on a Tuesday morning. It's Cattle Truck Accessories Tuesday. Thanks so much for being up and Adam with us. All your Tuesday favorites. After our most contentious ETN a week ago, well, back in the ring. I did a little Rocky run yesterday, by the way. You seen the Rocky movies, ET? Yeah, I've seen yeah. bits and pieces of all of them. All right. That's worth a, like a redo, like an in, like sit down, start to finish, Rocky one, watch, you know, uh, absorb the whole thing. Couldn't believe when Rocky came out, though. 1976. I mean, you're not even born when you put it in that uh, context, right? You can see how I bet a lot of people have never seen Rocky. Y'all got to see Rocky if you haven't seen Rocky. Because if you watch Rocky, I bet you by the end you're going to say, hmm, let me check out that Rocky too. Before you know it, you've seen Clubber Lang, Yvonne Drago, and all of them down the line. Just saying. I don't know how I I digress uh, a little bit. So, what about Creed? I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, new well, Creed. see, there, that's kind of your generation's yeah. uh, Rocky, right? That's uh, I've seen the Creeds. I have, yeah. I can't remember any of these daggum movies at this point. I just remember if I liked a movie or not. I can't tell you much about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, listen, it's very rare. You're going to talk about a topic or a storyline. Yeah, thank you. That's annoying. The stew out of me every day we wait until the show starts to do this right we have like these octopus arms these spider arm microphones here in the studio right there's like four of them they go up and down and move all around and if we're not careful they will you know lay uh lay down like a willow tree between uh e and i we don't need that no got a little you know got a little you know a little of this doing the finger point and ideal y'all know what i'm talking about um i'm gonna start with the finish to address this topic okay So instead of beginning with the lead-in and then giving you the meat of something that I was... I was doing a little dive on the AFC South, by the way. This is where this uh, comes from, and it has to do with the news that affected the Jaguars yesterday. More on that in a second. But how refreshing is this closing sentence from behind enemy lines? This is a story from the Tennessean, written just two days ago, Sunday, the Sunday paper. They still make those. But the Tennessean is, you know, is in Nashville, covers, right, the Tennessee Titans. And they're kind of doing a little scan of the AFC South, how it stands. And as you read through the body of their uh, perspective, you realize, man, did that script flip real quick, didn't it? Three years ago, Deshaun Watson is emerging as one of the top quarterbacks uh, in the game. Uh, Andrew, four years ago, Andrew Luck is still the, co- uh, the the quarterback of the Colts. They have good teams. They're winning the division. They have good quarterbacks. They look set for success for years to come. The Jaguars, meanwhile, the Titans always, you know, find a way to become at least relevant, hang around, and get Derrick Henry, get the right quarterback mix. And, yeah, they dipped, and they were low for a while. They didn't stay there long. But the Jags in a constant search and hope for a quarterback who is, who will make them valid. A, a search that has really failed throughout franchise history, at least when it comes to drafting your prospect. And now here we are, just what, three, four years later, and the division is upside down. The question, the only question this offseason, and this seems amazing to ask about a team that had owned the number one pick in back-to-back years, how far... Ahead of the rest of the division, are we? And are we even catchable in the short term? That is, I mean, let's stop for a second and just 
realize what an amazing statement that is to make considering where we were 365 days ago. So I read through this entire uh, article in the Tennessee and about the AFC South, how they view it from the Titans' perspective. And the Titans are kind of in no man's land between the other three uh, teams. One with a quarterback and ascending, the other two soon to have quarterbacks, and they also have new coaches. But I'll take it to the final sentence, the final remarks, the closing remarks in this column from the Tennessee Titans perspective in, in the Tennessean, and it says this. Talking about the other rosters and personnel moves that will happen, uh, they sum up how things change in March and April and whether those changes are enough for any team to catch up with the ascendant Jaguars is yet to be seen. Think about that. In Nashville, they are wondering if enough moves can be made to catch up with the Jaguars. To catch up with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Team that what won? Four games in two years? Back-to-back, number one overall picks. And I, I review the AFC South a little bit. I mean, this after the years of bad timing, what perfect timing we have here, man. What perfect timing we have. We are getting ready to put that baby in fourth gear here and floor it for a while. And these guys are in the garage working under the hood. We saw we saw the beginning of that with the Jaguars' performance against the division this year, going four and two against the division, winning the last three against the division games you had to have. I mean, they swept the Titans late season, man, with the season on the line. If that doesn't say how different things are around here, then I I don't know what would. I say this because with the ascending team comes a plucking of personnel, and the Jaguars have had to fight off suitors for their coaching staff this offseason, in some cases successfully, in other cases not. They lost their receivers coach to the University of Texas, I believe. Or replaced him with a guy from Buffalo who comes with great reviews. And yesterday, they lost their pass game coordinator. The Cooter has left the building. He gone. Jim Bob Cooter. I, you can't make these names up. It's a character right out of Beverly Hillbillies. But nonetheless, a good football mind. He has been an offensive coordinator in the past with the Detroit Lions. And he's heading behind enemy lines. Hired yesterday by the Indianapolis Colts. The most... Uh, interesting thing is the, the the small amount of trade secrets that, you know, that leave in these off-seasons. It's not just this situation. It's all around the league. I mean, when you hire Jim Bob Cooter as your offensive coordinator, he also brings with you the inside knowledge of what the Jaguars are trying to do. That's just a reality. Don't forget Press Taylor was... In the sights of the Baltimore Ravens, they requested and were denied permission to interview him for their offensive coordinator job. And you might say, well, as coordinator for coordinator, why would you? Don't forget, Doug Peterson calls the plays. If you're an offensive coordinator trying to make it where your brother is, you kind of want to have that on your resume. So, certainly not implying any kind of hard feelings or any other kind of vibe over there. But you have to wonder from Press Taylor's uh, perspective what he's thinking. 
you know, here's the passing game coordinator. He gets to go call plays and be an offensive coordinator, continue his career track. And I wonder if some of the play calling duty might be a concession to that. You know, I don't know. And I don't want to make a story where there's not one, but that's kind of an interesting dynamic. We all have workplace dynamics, man. Let's don't act like they don't exist. Whoever's listening right now, you know, doesn't matter what your job is. We have them here. Everyone has them everywhere you are. There's workplace dynamics. This is fair. That's not. They got this. They didn't. Why is this? Why is that not? That's everywhere. I don't care what your occupation is. But uh, Jim Bob Cooter is off to be the offensive coordinator of the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Trevor Lawrence made a, a tremendous jump this year with a whole collection of people helping him. The one thing that I would say about this loss from that standpoint I, I, it's mitigated by the other influences around Trevor. Look, starting first and foremost with his head coach, Doug Peterson. Nobody more adept and accomplished at handling quarterbacks, develop, developing them, know the league. Trevor said this over and over in the talk cycle at the Super Bowl, how refreshing and nice it is to be able to lean on a guy who's been there, done that who's been there as a player on championship teams and been there as a coach on championship teams. He's played the position. He knows what he's going through. He's calm, cool, and collected. But in addition to, to Doug Peterson, don't forget this, this, this brain trust of offensive minds that they put around Trevor last year in an important year in his development. You had Doug Peterson, the head coach. You had Press Taylor the offensive coordinator. You had a passing game coordinator, which goes beyond just working with the quarterback, obviously, with Jim Bob Cooter. And don't forget, you got Mike McCoy, a former head coach, as the quarterback's coach. So you're still left with plenty of influence here as Trevor's development uh, uh, continues this year. Meanwhile, around the division where we started, it's not pretty. The Texans and Colts have new coaches. Titans have a new GM and offensive coordinator. All three, it's fair to say, have huge quarterback questions. I don't know how deep that question is in Tennessee. I don't I don't know if they feel like Malik Willis is still the guy long run. I don't know if they feel like they need to move on to a different veteran. You've heard the Titans rumored with Aaron Rodgers and others. I don't know if they think Tannehill can bounce back from in, an injury-plagued year. I don't know how much more mileage they get out of Derrick Henry. There's a lot of unknown for a team that just completely fell flat got way too much of a pass for what they did at the end of the year, didn't they? They got a pass. They lost their last seven games. Blew a three-game division lead. Complete pass. I I don't know if you just pick up the pieces because now you got, guess what, boys? Down south, you got a big, bad wolf. It was fun when we said it before it was reality and even nicer to see it emerge into a reality and said it early in the year before the Jaguars became what they became. AFC South's got a Trevor Lawrence problem. And hopefully the AFC has a Trevor Lawrence problem and on a bigger scale, the NFL has a Trevor Lawrence problem. If you're facing Trevor Lawrence or the Jaguars, you got issues. You got a, you got a problem this week. You better bring it. So the Titans are stuck in this no, man, uh, no man's land and a new GM at OC. Texans and Colts, as I said, both have new coaches. And guess what? They're going to have new quarterbacks, most likely rookies. The Titans, Colts, and Texans have four of the first 12 picks of the draft. 
seven of the first 42. And if you're a Jaguar fan, you know what you do to that news? Yawn. Good luck. Use them wisely, boys. Now, I just described what we have been versus what they have been doing. We've got all the draft picks. We've got all the uncertainty. We've got a new coach and then another one and then another one. All three teams could be involved in the offseason quarterback market. Titans kind of unpredictable with a new GM. You know, there's been no firm statement that's come out of Nashville as to uh, where their team stands. So, uh, I thought a little bit later when Hicks here, we can kind of take a look in, in a little more in depth at, at this AFC South where it stands. I think I pretty much hit the important part. NFL teams don't get better. They get better quarterbacks. The Jags have gotten seemingly one of the best, certainly among the young ones. And the other three teams in our division, one has a proven veteran. And by that, I mean a veteran who's proven he can get you to the playoffs and no further. And the other two have, well, nothing. The hopes of C.J. Stroud or Will Levis or or Bryce Young. Y'all play catch up. Y'all stay under the hood. We're going about 70. We got it on cruise control. We're going about 70 miles an hour down the highway. Hopefully, we can take a highway to Las Vegas, Nevada, where they play next year's Super Bowl. Y'all, good luck. Good luck, you mechanics. As you try and rebuild your AFC South jalopies, we good. All right, we got brunch with the tour today. As uh, boy, uh, our 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 boy Stewie's just pounding us over the head. I think he had the winner again. No, did he? No, Hicken had he, didn't he? But but Stewie, he he he's putting up numbers. Yeah, man. He's, he's he yeah. Guess who's not putting up numbers? This guy. This guy. Yeah, me and you, you too. <laughs> yeah. Welcome aboard, Fred. Must be that extra hour of hard work that we give him every day, right? I mean, <laughs> that's it. These jokers. So, brunch with the tour today is uh, coming up. That's in the 8 o'clock hour. The Florida swing begins. It's going to be an interesting litmus test for the tour and their designated events. What happens when, you know, you get to an event that's not designated, elevated, however you want to characterize it. And there's a reality that while the feud with the Liv has just kind of died down, the news and the passion and the, and the things have kind of settled a little bit. But I imagine it'll get stoked a little bit more when the Live Tour begins this week, opposite an event that won't have the very best on PGA Tour playing. But I love this new setup. Early in the year, I mean, we're barely into February. Middle of February, we've had all kinds of good, full-field, top-level, top-talent events. And, you know, don't look now, but after the stop at Honda, Bay Hill will be one of those designated events. More prize money, more top players. The players, obviously, will have the biggest purse that they play for on PGA Tour this year. It's always been a quote designated elevated event. And you got match play. You got you got the Masters, obviously. So a real real nice stretch of six weeks here of golf uh, coming our way. We'll preview that. Review uh, what happened last week in LA with this week's brunch with the tour. Uh, Lockett Law High School report is usually on the Tuesday schedule, the nine o'clock hour. We got a lot of high school teams still alive and vying for for championships. We certainly wish them all well and. If we don't touch base with a playoff team, then we'll be previewing uh, previewing some of the spring sports that are up and running. And, uh, boy, we, we got a talented group of prep athletes around here. Doesn't matter the season. We got teams that are competing, vying for state titles. And uh, we like to take a look at them here for you on uh, Tuesdays as well. We got ETN. That's coming up in a little over an hour. Hopefully feelings won't be hurt in this week's endeavor. So thanks so much for being up and at them with us. It's Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. The length of sporting events is 
really been in focus. Right? We see it in baseball, instituting a pitch clock, doing whatever they can to what they think would speed the game up. It is a, this is real. It, we're in a, we have become a short attention span society. Internet and phones and social media, and it is just, it, it is what it is. We get everything on demand. We fast forward through commercials. We read headlines. I mean, Twitter by its very nature, especially in the beginning, limited the, the amount of info that you could intake. Almost trained you to want and need less info to get anything and everything as quickly as you can. And so we've seen we've seen these sports respond and react, try and speed games up. They want to do that in the NFL. Well, it's crept its way into college football with some what would be radical changes to speed up the game time. By the way, it needs to be sped up in college basketball as well. It used to be you could safely, if you were a a sports network, you could schedule a a college basketball game at 1, a game at 3, a game at 5, a game at 7, and you wouldn't miss action from any of the games. Not anymore. Games aren't done in two hours. An hour 50 with a a 10-minute wrap-up. If... If you got, and you know this as a frustrated sports fan, don't you hate when this happens, your game, Florida plays Kentucky, 3 o'clock on Saturday, right after Xavier and Cincinnati at 1 on CBS, and Xavier Cincinnati goes till 315, 320. So I'm not saying that it's not valid, these efforts to speed up the broadcast and the playing of these games. But I think this is pretty radical what they're what they're tossing about when it comes to college football. I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but I'll share it with you when we come back on the other side. We got a football fix that'll come your way this hour. News and notes from around the National uh, Football League, and there were uh, certainly more yesterday. Uh, really, one of one of the bigger news blips was the Colts getting their offensive coordinator off the Jaguars' staff. Also, Daniel Jones has suddenly in the last 24 hours become a hot topic. We'll get into that on the other side as well. We're up and running. It's Catlin Chuck Accessories Tuesday on The Drill. Oh, that's what we're doing, huh? Get on up now. You know, it's funny. You you brought a... This is unplanned. Timeless, timeless music. This is the kind of uh, symmetry and... um, creativity that you can expect from us even if it's ad lib every once in a while you see a headline that you're like yeah no kidding you know what I'm saying right right headline experts claim Michael Jordan good at basketball (laughs) thank you experts thank you right you ready for this one did I need did I need a study did I need an analysis of the results of 211 studies on this particular topic to let me in on this secret. You ready for the headline? Study. Men have a stronger sex drive than women. You think? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so uh, listen, if you didn't know, men more often think and fantasize about sex, more often experience uh, sexual feelings, and more often engage in, well, you know. I got that healing. Compared to women. Um... Sexuality is driven, of course, by what we call sex drive, also called libido. It's your desire. And, yeah, apparently 
Uh, men, according to this, eight to ten times more driven, so to speak. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, speaking of driven, a uh, question maybe perhaps legitimate on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures this morning. Did E show up today with a John Deere hat, flannel shirt, a piece of wheat in his mouth, ready to pop a bush by the first break? <laughs> or have you gotten over your Daytona high? You've now settled back into. Uh, I'm settled. All I'm right. settled. <laughs> John Deere hat. Maybe we should get you that. Yeah. Would, yeah, I would, I'd rock a John Deere hat I for know sure. You would. Sure, yeah. No reason not to. So, um, I said before the break, you know, we've seen it in other sports, just trying to speed up the pace of play. Listen, the cynical answer, and I get it, a couple of y'all on the text line suggest, well, here's an idea, shorten the commercials. Yeah, well, that money, money, those commercials are why we get to see all our favorite teams play every time they're on television. So, listen, you ain't going to touch their money. We're going to look somewhere else before we do that. It's pretty obvious but yet I would be careful too, but it's pretty obvious why the college game is longer than the NFL game. For a game that the rules are exactly the same, 10 yards for a first down, four 15-minute quarters, college football games will regularly go four hours sometimes, won't they? I mean, college will last a good solid on. Uh, E.T., quick uh, research department for me. If you can find the average length of a college football game in 2022 and an average game of an NFL game in 2022. I bet on average it's 25, 30 minutes longer. If it's a televised game, I'm sure there are college games that bring that average down because they're either not on TV, they're on these smaller, you know, um, broadcast, telecast, and they get through more on time. But college football, but the reason is pretty simple, right? That clock stops in college football, stops every time you make a first down. Stops every time you go out of bounds. Stops on every incompletion and stays stopped. Doesn't restart after things are reset. Says the average college football game lasts anywhere to three and a half to three hours and 45 minutes. Okay, think about that. I mean, a football game is supposed to be three hours. And for years and years and years, they got done a lot quicker than that. It says the NFL, about three hours. See? What I say, yeah, that's 30 to 45 minutes longer. Well, college football, and again... I can't help but wonder if they're not starting to step on some broadcast toes. If you're the Big Ten and you cut a deal with ESPN, you pay, you know, and and the deal is they they pay you to showcase your league, and yet the game before you keeps running over 30, 45 minutes every week. You don't want that either. So college football with a in some cases, 45 minute on average longer runtime than the NFL is uh, seriously uh, thinking about kicking around some rule changes to shorten the game, limit, quote, exposures for athletes. And by exposures, we don't mean NIL, we mean injury. So college um, football is, for the most part, real similar to the NFL. But they are looking into some of what the NFL does to shorten their game. You know, like letting the clock run after first downs except the last two minutes of each half, just like they do in the NFL. Hey, you save a lot of time there. Think about all that time that's added up in today's college football game. The amount of plays they're running, points they're putting on the board, which in turn leads to commercial breaks. Although I did see college football scoring was down last year. That surprised me a little bit. 
But a convergence of issues is compelling the game's, you know, stakeholders, NCAA, big conferences, to limit the number of plays per game that athletes are on the field as well. Not necessarily to shorten game lengths, but protect their health. We are used to the structure. So when you go changing big things around, it's going to... You know, it's 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 going to take some adjusting. College executives have been told the average offense would lose about seven plays per game if the clock was allowed to run after first downs. They're also considering let it run after incomplete passes. That would remove 18 to 20 plays from each contest. That would change the game structure. I Incomplete pass should remain. And I, shame on me, I don't know the play clock. If there's any difference in the play clock, college to pro, I don't think there is. They both have 40-second play clocks, yeah, right? Yeah, I think they're both 40. Yeah, I think so, too. 46% of plays last year were passing plays, by the way, college football. That also slows down the game, all those incompletions, right? That's why they're looking at it that way. But so if you run the clock after all of those incomplete passes, you're really changing the game. And, well, what's the difference? A play's a play. No, if you run the ball off tackle for four yards, you're back to the huddle and lined up and going a lot quicker than if you run a 40-yard slant. Also being considered no longer allowing consecutive timeouts to ice a kicker uh, or extend a period for untimed downs due to a defensive penalty. Both those are not really controversial. NFL games average about 155 plays per game. In the um, college football, FBS, the average is around 180. And so now there's wondering, these kids aren't playing professional football. They're kids, right? They're playing amateur athletics, and they're exposing themselves at a level that's not far below the NFL. Let's not kid ourselves. It takes college players a while to adjust, and only a fraction of them make it. But college football is not the game it was 100 years ago where defensive ends were 190 pounds. These guys are 6'5", 260-pound killing machines. So, um, you know, it's also why some have, have argued against the, the playoff, the expanded playoff, and possibility of 17-game seasons. You know, college football players are right now on the cusp of basically playing as long as an NFL player does. FBO commerce, FBS uh, com- commissioners met last December in Las Vegas to discuss changes. I, I think this is 50-50 if it's supported enough that it'll pass, particularly letting the clock run until, you know, after first downs, until inside the two minutes, like it does in the NFL. Uh, Georgia coach Kirby Smart's the only Power Five coach on the 11-person rules committee. That doesn't sound right. Shouldn't there be more representation from Power Five? Only one? But Smart said, our big brother in the world of football is the NFL. So much of what we do is model off what they do. They spend a lot, a lot, a lot of money to get it right. They've shrunk their game into a time frame. There's probably a little bit tighter window than ours. They're also trying to limit exposures as well, although they have a longer season. They've added games to the season, a big decision. We're dealing with student athletes. Starts with that. I wouldn't sit up here and say I'm in favor of shrinking the game. I do think our game has gotten long, and there are a lot of plays. You know, we're adding games left and right. They used to be 11-game schedule, then it's 12, then it's 12, and it's a conference championship game. Now it's 12 conference championship and bowl game or playoff, which is before would be maximum two games. Now would be maximum, what, three or four? 
I mean, uh, look at Georgia, who's gone deep into the year. Since 2000, if you take out COVID year, 2020, since 2000, they've played a full regular, I'm sorry, since 2017. So from 17 to 22, Georgia's played the equivalent of a full extra regular season. 13 more games. So we'll see. That's going to be interesting to uh, to look at. From an NFL's perspective, here's something we'll see. We'll see if Daniel Jones isn't overplaying his hand. Daniel Jones wants $45 million a year? What in the world? I know, right? What planet are we on? I know he's changed agents. I know. Did he go to Scott Boris? He's a famous baseball agent. You'll. Who always inflates it. He's a pain in the butt for anyone. Uh, the 25 year old did not have his fifth year option in his rookie contract exercise and then went out and had a career year for the Giants, helped him go to the playoffs. What's on the horizon for him? Uh, he's made an agent change. He's got a new contract coming one way or the other with free agency or. Either a re-sign or a franchise tag. But after not having that fifth-year option, the Giants may find themselves a little bit in a pickle. Their GM said, we're happy Daniel's going to be here. Hopefully we can get something done with his reps. We want to build around him where he can lead us and win a Super Bowl. Can he? If they tag him, it would cost $32.4 million. The expectation before he changed agents was that Jones would land at about $35 million per season, but now apparently the thought is he'll want $45 million. Jones, after the season, says, I feel like I've improved as a player this year, as an offense, as a group. I think we have a lot of really good players, really good teammates. Look, in fairness to Jones, they've not he hadn't gotten his Jamar Chase or Stephon Diggs or DeAndre Hopkins or Devontae Adams or Justin Jefferson. Go down the list. He hadn't gotten any of those. He's got slappies out there his entire career. Sterling Shepherds and 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 you know Kadarius uh, uh, Tonys and uh, Kenny Galladay's and I mean he's just guys, man. So if you are the Giants and you do decide that you're going to land on Daniel Jones, even if it's at this inflated price tag, you better go get one of these dudes, man. You better find yours. The Giants are might be in pretty good shape here. They built a nice offensive line with a lot of high draft picks. Brian Dayball was coach of the year. He's a good coach. Look what he did with Daniel Jones in year one. But this feels a little borderless, man. Feels a little borderless. Feels like where the Jaguars were with portals, and you got to kind of make a decision here. And, and obviously, they made the wrong one. Do you trust that, that Daniel Jones is going to continue his ascension? If he does, hey, you, you could have a game breaker. Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, the only quarterbacks that ran for more yards last year. Daniel Jones was tied for sixth in QBR, ESPN's quarterback ranking. Those are good numbers. But is it good enough to commit at a price tag that's going to be second only to Patrick Mahomes? That sounds catch to me. Now, look, I know the values go up and up and up, and maybe it's like the same thing we said when Christian Kirk was signed, you know, talk to us by the end of the offseason, it'll be, you know, 13th, not third. But man, uh, that, that, listen, by the way, these quarterback bars are important. They always get paid more, 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 more. I mean, Trevor's like, likely land $50 million a year deal by the time his comes up, which is why it's important now to make some hay while you still got him on that rookie deal. This is the drill. More from around the National Football League. Josh Allen in the news. He was starstruck this weekend. I'll tell you how when we return. It's a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday on the drill. 
text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, uh, making some other valid points as to the length of college football games. One, the halftimes are, you know, twice as long as NFL halftimes. There's part of it. And here's the second part, and this is valid. Way too much replay. You watch a college football game, and they may run over their three plays in a row over the silliest, insignificant things. We need to go back to one. Here's a here's the incredible dream of an idea. I don't know, some competent officiating? That would help. If we didn't have officials having to gather like they're at a bridge club and talk for four minutes ten times a game. Exaggerating, but it feels that way. Competent officiating would speed things up as well. And this college football has gone to where they just check it on their own. They just, I mean, I, I seriously. I remember watching games last year where maybe three plays in a row they had for some replay. And that just makes these games way too long. I think I'd start there before I go radically changing the play clocks, the way college football has played for a long time. I think I'd start with, let's do something about replay. Let's accept how incompetent they are while asking them to be more competent, but we're not stopping the, the game 12 times. And those are both good. Those are both good points. I mean, it, both the replay and the halftime. Chewing up a lot more time uh, than you get. Here's that stat. This is kind of Shazamish. The Shazam Spotlight brought to you by ShazamAuto.com. Um, college football scoring is getting to crisis level lows. This despite what we told you, how many plays they're running and how many are passing plays. But uh, the 2021 season saw the lowest scoring season for offenses, and it trended uh, even more so in 2022. It doesn't feel like scoring is down, does it? But, yeah, it is. By the way, did we miss this story, or is this... Yeah, this is from somewhere in the middle of last week, but I guess Florida lawmakers are introducing bills that will criminalize storming the fields and courts at sporting events. Did we hear that? I missed it. You know, these things kind of go in waves. Storming the field was really, really, really popular for a while, and then it kind of like they 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 really clamped down on it and almost completely closed. What happens is uh, somebody ultimately gets killed doing this, and then we react after the fact, and we stop for 20 years, and now it's started all over again. But sports fans here in Florida may soon uh, want to think twice according to what's been introduced in the Florida State Legislature. It's SB 764, Interference with Sporting or Entertainment Events. I have what I um, would describe for you as a very entertaining football fix. So strike up the band, E.T. Let's take around some of the highlights and headlines from around the National Football League. I told you really one of the top news items nationally involves our Jacksonville Jaguars as Jim Bob Cooter. Be gone. In the division, the Indianapolis Colts hire Cooter as their new offensive coordinator. Now, look, there's this effect. He takes with him the knowledge of what the Jags are trying to do. Now, that happens all over the league all the time. But as for Trevor's continued development, he's still got a very robust support staff around him. He's still got head coach Doug Peterson, offense coordinator Press Taylor, Mike McCoy's the quarterback coach, Cooter was the pass game coordinator. So there's there's still plenty there. And first and foremost, uh, the most important at the very top, uh, Doug Peterson. And, and Trevor, as I said, has talked about that. 
a lot early in the offseason, just how he can lean on Doug Peterson. Um, the Dolphins trying to get their defense together. In fact, they have lured a defensive coordinator to a lesser position. Chargers DC, Ronaldo Hill, is leaving Los Angeles to reunite with Dolphins defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. Fangio confirming Hill's addition to the staff. Probably going to be the defensive pass game coordinator. Fangio's a good defensive coach. Dolphins need two things. And really, they might only need one. We forget how good the Dolphins were going when Tua was healthy. But, man, you you wonder about you wonder about the young quarterback, the injuries that he sustained, the continuing head injuries. But the Dolphins trying to build that defense. And, and again, Fangio is a good uh, defensive coordinator, and Hill's considered a, a good um, addition there. Uh, continuing with a football fix. I always like these speculative columns on how you could improve, you know, every team in the league. And if you look around the NFC, one storyline that keeps coming up is like the future of Ezekiel Elliott in in Dallas. And I don't bring this up to talk about Ezekiel Elliott. I don't know how popular he is. It's just, is, is there a riskier investment for your NFL capologist than the running back position? I mean, you, you can go make Patrick Mahomes the highest-paid quarterback in the league, and guess what? He's the best quarterback in the league. You can make Aaron Donald the highest-paid defender in the league, and guess what? He's the best defender in the league. You get the return on investment. It seems like every time you go make one of these running backs the highest-paid running back in the league, in like two years, there's a better back on your own roster. And it seems like that's what's happening in Dallas. I don't know how much of a market there would be for Zeke Lely at this point. Certainly not your uh, bell cow back. He's probably falling out of that um, category for, for sure. That's Football Fix. You're welcome. Hick and Arrival and more come your way next. It is a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday on The Drill. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio. Those polls hit them early. Do not report to your mail person. that in. You're getting some bad intel. Let's go, America! Mm. Woo! Woo! A question for you. Okay. What do you got? Three question. million dollars a touchdown pass. That's what Daniel Jones wants. He had 15. DJ 15. He only had 15 this year. <laughs> that's on top of that's surprising 10 the year before and 11 the year before that mm. you rattled off the guys who had the run running yards yeah did I hear Patrick Mahomes in there no because in the end he's a quarterback who will run if he has to sure 
Daniel Jones is a running back who throws when he has to. Just be he's kind of a he's kind of a sneaky runner. He got too. better. He doesn't look. He like got better, but it's but it's so bordered. Settle like, down. No, yeah, I don't Daniel know. Daniel Jones, huh? Vanilla Vic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vanilla Vic. Settle down on that. But Vic had a hose too, man. Gosh, yeah. he could really throw it. Yeah, he just sometimes was a little bit inaccurate. But <laughs> not reading the playbook. <laughs> <laughs> but man, oh man, I mean. <sighs> Uh, this is a guy. This is a guy who, at the beginning of the year, the the buzz was, you know, the Giants are just going to get through the season with them and make their move. I, it's Bortles. It's Bortles I all would over not again. Not give him forty five million dollars. I I don't know how he even came up with that number. I does anyone? <clears throat> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Daniel Jones does not look like he is cut from a cloth that's going to be good enough to. It's you know we're. When the quarterback tears come out from ESPN, it's going to be fun. He's I not, had, uh, he's not in that win you a title tier. I heard uh, a a good thing on the Blue Show last night. I'll share if you weren't listening. Rick does a nighttime program here at ten ten XL ninety two point five FM. Okay, I'm aware. And uh, into the night, I believe he calls it. Is that it? It is. Okay, isn't it? I don't know. An it's attacker a, after dark. It's a All fine right. program, but. Who has what quarterbacks in the NFL currently have Super Bowl rings? Who are starting quarterbacks? Yeah, not a ton, huh? Who? Well, yeah, you got Mahomes, obviously. Okay. Um, Stafford. Else? Yeah. Um, uh, Foles. Not a starter. Oh, a start. starting. Okay, I didn't. Um, yeah. Is that it? Play the game. Who else? All right, let me pull up the standings. Pull them up. Pull him up. Dude, dude. All right. Uh, that's, yeah. a, that's a no. 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 A.A. Ron. Okay. I'm, I'm, okay. All right. That's it. Those are the three. Russell Wilson. There's another. Russell Wilson. That it? Four? That it? That's it. Okay, um, let me ask you a question. Uh, we have about another five or six that have been to a Super Bowl and are still a starter. Yeah. So basically, there's four court starting quarterbacks in the NFL with the Super Bowl ring. You think uh, right now? You think Russell Wilson's going to get another one? Man, no. No. You think A.A. Ron's going to get another one? Nah. No. You think Matthew Stafford's going to get another one? Uh. Uh-uh. I don't think so either. The next guy to get a ring is going to be one of the young bucks. Probably Allen Burrow, Lawrence Herbert. Yeah. When do you mention Jones in that group? Oh, yeah, never. I mean. No, there's not. Jones is in that next group down of, I mean, he's not, yeah, no. Yeah. He's a poor man's Jalen Hurts. Jeff, I know you don't like to brag about this, uh, your accomplishments in life, but allow me for just a second to do so. I know that growing up in Barinke, you graduated near the top of the class. At the top, the very top. You were the valedictorian of your high school. I was. Graduating class like 28, 31, I don't even know. It's 30 kids, but you were number one. That's Somebody right. had to be one. Somebody right. had to give the speech at graduation. Sure. I, I did were speak. you bilingual? I, I spoke perfect uh, unbroken English. That may have helped. Yeah. Um, was I bilingual? Did you speak both in your speech? In no, your speech, did no, you no. get it in Espanol or did you do no, it in English? we were in English, yeah, okay. for sure. Curriculum was With in that English. said, that means that you were an academician. Sure. Who was able... 
Why know. do I feel like what was going to start as a brag for me is really not headed there, E.T.? Man, man who knows, you know. What he said he was going to do? Compliment me, excel, brag on me? Excelled in the classroom. All right. With that said, I have a math problem. Do you have a pen? Last oh. time I gave you, you gave me a math problem. I told you what I thought the answer was, and then you, then you proceeded to argue me on it. That was like, did the, I? Yeah. So anyway. that fifth grade that math problem? You're very goody. Yeah. These Twitter boys are at it again. Come on, give it to me. All right. Uh, uh, Joey read thirty pages of a book on Monday. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And one eighth of the book on Tuesday. Okay. He completed the remaining one fourth of the book on Wednesday. Okay. How many pages are in the book? All right. Well, now hold on. Give me the. Give me. Joey the... read thirty pages of the book on Monday. Thirty day one. Mm-hmm. And an eighth of the book on Tuesday. Eighth on day two. Okay. He completed the remaining one fourth of the book on Wednesday. Okay. How many pages are in the book? And this isn't one of those silly. It's like a riddle. It's not really a number. This is actually a math equation. Or you're it's a math come, equation. You're gonna come back and say the answer is Moby Dick, or you know something. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do that to you. It's not that. Yeah. The answer is not yeah, Moby like Dick. Like who's buried in you know George Washington's white tomb? Correct. Or Grant's tomb. Whatever it is. Yeah. What color is George Washington's white horse? That's it. All right. So thirty days, uh, day one. Uh, and so, all right. So if he read an eighth, uh, which means yeah, I can get this pretty quick to be yeah. honest with you. You have uh, this is two eighths. Um, and then three-eighths, so, uh, no, two-eighths and one-eighth is three-eighths. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the mind of a valedictorian. It's at work right now. So you read three-eighths, which means 30 is five-eighths. About to come up with the answer. Can he get it right? Uh, so you're going to go two- He said he can do it pretty quick. moving numbers around five. It looks to me like you got uh, Puerto Rico High School. It looks like there's 48 pages in the book. We have a winner. Yeah, we do. We have a winner. That's why he's the valedictorian. Thank you. Huh? Thank you. I mean, I did all kinds of equations. I mean, I got. got, Look at that. (laughs) Numbers. I got numerators and dividers working over here, E.T. He went to hard at 709 in the A of M. Just like that. Huh? Huh? What about that, E? Yeah, I didn't. Hey. I didn't do it like roll of my eyes and huh? thinking. I, I put pen to paper. E. Seven oh nine. Never doubted him. This is like yeah. a simple mind right here. That is a simple. <laughs> <laughs> now you were rooting for me to miss. Are you surprised that I got it? Why would you say that? I don't know. I, just I pumped you that. up. I, I know you did. I gave you. The I felt t- like you were building me up for a fall. That's what it felt like. No. Okay. It's a fifth grade math question. Which was I thought was a little bit stunning. Yeah, that's pretty hard I, for fifth grade. Yeah. Fifth grade in China, maybe. I don't know if they've gone to school here, but I mean, again, I would, I'll take that into a fifth grade classroom this morning. I'm not sure. I'll be honest with you. I looked at that sucker and I would have been looking over at Dr. Kevin Strohmeyer, my <laughs> classmate, who allowed me to peek at his geometry uh, <laughs> answers at times. I will say this though. <laughs> I will say this as to maybe fifth graders do know this. I can remember, and I'm sure they still they still do this sunshine math. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that thing? Oh, that's no good. They would bring that sunshine math home at like no, second no, no, and third don't, grade. And don't it was bring like that up. Too hard for like, I couldn't that, understand. No, no. It wasn't that it was too hard. It was the way they wanted you to solve the problem. Yeah, it's just dumb. And I would be like, yeah, no. I would be like, Reagan, sure. that's not the way to do it. Because that's the way they want you to teach them. I go, no, I like to do it in my head and click, kick it around a little bit and then come up with the answer. That seems more like ninth grade math to me, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. I can only hope these little fifth graders are getting that right. I, yeah. Like I said, first grade in China, they already got that nailed down. They put it on TikTok already. Yeah, once you uh, 
Realize he started the book on money. You divide 30 yeah. pages by five to see how much one-eighth is that's worth. That's not how I did it. The answer being six. See, it's, that's not how I did okay. it. Okay. Good. I did it by adding one-eighth and one-fourth, which is three-eighths, which meant 30 was five-eighths. Aha. Uh-huh. And so 30 over— You worked it differently. So 30 over one equals five over eight, and then mm-hmm. I did all the stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. interesting. It doesn't I w- matter. You got the answer correct. Well, I guess. It's that's why sunshine math is silly. Two ways to get to it. There's lots of ways to get sure. to it. There's more than one way to— You can also skin a cat. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah. Slay a horse. <laughs> Slay a horse? <laughs> Hey, settle down, Valhalla. I mean, <laughs> slay the neigh. Huh? In honor of the slam dunk, I asked this question. Okay. The one-to-one financial sure. poll question. Greatest slam dunk champion ever. Oh. Without my four choices, who comes to your mind? Who would you pick? Greatest slam dunk champion ever. You know, you want to rush out to answer. I, I, I think Dominique is still the human ah, highlight factor. Not on the list. Vince Carter. Vince Carter. Yeah, how do you not is put, on the list? How do you not put Dominique on? Because Michael Jordan's on the Jordan list. I get it. Because uh, Jacksonville's own D Brown is on the yeah, list. No, I know. I represent yeah. my town. No, you Shout do. out to Coven Cadell Brown, my guy. <laughs> nah. Son plays at Bulls. I won't allow you to dis D Brown. You're, you're saying D Brown's a better dunker than Dominique. I'm saying That's D all Brown. I'm saying. Go ahead, continue. Yeah. What's the rest? And then three time champion, little Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson. <laughs> I mean, I put Spud Webb over Nate Robinson. I would have put Zach Levine or Aaron Gordon. That's, really? I mean, you put yeah. Anybody else that's seven See, years old never, you want to put on there? I would never put any of the last Dude, five attention. at the end of the Stephen day. A, Stephen A. had a good point yesterday. He 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 hammered LeBron. He said LeBron killed the slam dunk title championship. Because he, he never went in it? Because all the great – Kobe did it. Yeah. They all did it. Jordan did it. LeBron wouldn't do it. LeBron killed it. And once LeBron you didn't do it, had, it gave all the stars a chance. Oh, yeah. I'm not doing it either. If LeBron, if King ain't doing it, I ain't doing it. It's not that big a deal. But it was it was funny hearing him say that. But he he said LeBron 100% ruined the slam dunk championship. That's fair. He should have done it one time. Hey, man, I Kobe pre- did it as a rookie. I, I, I won it. I appreciate Zach Levine and, and Vince Carter, but if you don't go watch Michael Jordan against Dominique Wilkins, you you can't talk about what a dunk contest oh. is. Those two dudes went head-to-head at Chicago head-to-head. Stadium, the two of the best dunkers of all From time. From the free throw line. I mean, Dominique Wilkins had outdunk anyone in the history of the league, including wow. Vince. That's just and a fact. That's, that Not is Vince. A, my, that man's is six eight, my man's 68 with a 48-inch vertical. There's a guy named Vince Carter? Yeah. <laughs> no. You know who had a great – Performance in the slam dunk, who was a big man, I thought. Dwight, uh, Dwight Howard, yeah, yeah his was, he was pretty he was good. very good. Was, he was because big man can't win, right? But he did, and he was very creative in the cape and the tut and the. He did a lot of good things, so I always that one stood out in my head. So usually, because usually it's the little guy, you know, mm-hmm. that we all marvel at the way they jump, the the height that they achieve. But anyway, I thought that was. Uh, you can vote at Dan Hicken. Vince Carter is your runaway leader right now. Yeah, over Vince Jordan. is great. I, I mean, fifty-two point nine. Jordan thirty-five point four. DSM point six. Nate Robinson four point one. It's my security blanket. Dominique Wilkins. The best dunk contest of all time was Dominique against Michael Jordan, like yeah. eighty-six, I think. I mean, you get stars, dude. I mean, if you want to give me Vince Carter dunking against LeBron or Kobe or someone, right? I mean, you got to get the stars in there. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, that is fair. What was Vince stars. Carter's nickname? Because Dominique's was the human highlight film. Vinsanity. 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 Yeah. That's pretty good. Both great Hawks. 
Vince Carter, did he, he didn't win any championships, did no. he? No, no. Never got a ring? Yeah, another great Hawk. He played like 19 years? 20. He played a long time, yeah. Dominique didn't get a ring either. No. Right? Why? Did he go anywhere else? He went to the Celtics, but I don't think he got one. Dominique was on the Celtics, huh? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Wasn't he also half man, half amazing, Vince Carter? Yes. Vince and, Vince and Neek, I'll, I'll give you a tie. I can't <clears throat> vote Dominique second. I just can't do it. I was thinking about this. I want to talk about this today. But I'll set the table with this one because we have a lot to do today. We have brunch with the tour where we celebrate another Dan win. Um, we have the Lockett Law High School report with a twist. With a twist? With a twist. We have... Oh, I don't know what that means. What? Stay tuned, friends. But I was thinking about this with, with uh, Billy Napes. Billy Napier. By the way, they're trying to shorten college games. I got a real simple solution. Shorten halftime. Right. <laughs> for sure. And if you just want the band, just do the band and then be done. You know? Band plays and that's it. Or you do the band, or, or you don't do the band. You do the other stuff. But if you shorten halftime, you're going to shorten the games. Uh, you can also shorten the commercial breaks. You could also shorten, you know. But they, they instead want to look at the games and figure out how to shorten the games. Well, then shorten the games. I mean, some teams play high-octane offenses. They get 80, 90 snaps a game. You know, yeah. Keep the clock running. I don't know. I was surprised to see scoring's down in college football, but then I remembered, you know, <laughs> Billy Napes' offense, and maybe single-handedly <laughs> that's why. <laughs> but I was thinking about this with Billy Napes. Man, you want to talk about being tied to a guy, a kid? I, I saw a, a couple highlights from the Lagway kid at some seven v seven this weekend. I saw that. I made my YouTube feed where he did that little yeah, side he, arm. He can, he can throw it. He, I wonder about that one, like, getting through the offensive line, but in that format for sure. that they were doing it but was that, a good Yeah, throw. it's more like the yeah, vision, yeah, sure. the, I can fit it in this window, you know, that kind of thing. But, man, oh, man, you want to talk about an important recruit. I mean. Yeah, I know, no if, kidding. If, if, Billy, if, if DJ Lagway, and this is a year away now, this right. isn't, like, now. He's committed, but he ain't putting pen to paper till December, right? And it's February. Okay. DJ Lagway in uh this summer, whatever. It does look like he's firm. It does. Right. Just, uh, but, I'm just telling uh, you, yeah. if he doesn't end up in Florida. He's recruiting for Florida. I can't. Woo. I mean, the only way that happens Woo. is if Napes goes three and nine this year and Woo. they're a disaster. Yeah. I'm just telling you, he better end up in Florida. That's a big, I mean, I don't say he better. I'm telling you that this is the but, single most, and I, I don't it. know how good he is. I have no idea. Maybe he'll be a bust, which also, yeah. but he has the look and the uh, of, of a guy who could change a program's fortunes, and somebody somebody certainly needs to do that at Florida. And so, man, oh man, he is so vitally important to what Florida is trying to do. Uh, they've got to get because this year, again, to me, and I don't know, but it reeks. Does it not reek to you of Appleby Del Rio? Yeah, for sure. Right? <clears throat> Which, by the way, was back in the day. Oh, well, I will say <clears throat> this. Graham Mertz is more, certainly was not a stat machine at yeah. Wisconsin, but he's, he's more developed than either one of those guys. I think Mertz is probably better than Appleby Del Rio. Now, it does smell like that. It's a similar vibe, but I, I think Mertz qualifies as a much better. I mean, he has been starting in the Big Ten on a team that's not known for throwing the football. Yeah. But then again, Florida is, is Wisconsin offensively, it would seem like, after watching them. I don't think, I mean, Appleby didn't have any numbers at Purdue. No, Rio never really played anywhere. I mean, those guys were just, you know, 
this is not an endorsement for, you know, Joe Burrow coming to town. Don't get me wrong, but I, I think right. Mertz is probably a little bit better equipped than those guys were. Experience-wise, age-wise, the whole thing. You think Mertz is a little bit better? I think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, yeah. I mean, didn't Apple become like with nine nine touchdowns, 11 picks or something? Yeah, he had... Before he came, he like, had 18 and 19. 18 touchdowns, 19 picks? His rating was 101 and 113. When he came to Gainesville? He had two... He threw... He threw we only played five games a year. The year he came, and he threw eight touchdowns with eight picks. Yeah, so, so I think yeah, Mertz is a little further than that. But and and he came to Florida and basically did the same thing: ten touchdowns, seven picks. Right. And if if Mertz throws fourteen touchdowns, ten picks, the Gators are going to be five and seven. Yeah. Yeah. This is Florida, man. So I don't know if this is, you know. I, it's interesting that as Nick, you know, places that he came and with minds that he knows. Right. But you forget that Nick Saban and Kirby Smart, they weren't always throwing around for 400 yards with Heisman candidates. They built those programs mm-hmm. with offensive and defensive lines and a stable of running backs. Mm-hmm. That's how those programs got built up. Well, today is the day that NFL teams can franchise their transition players, so we'll talk about that as well. Um, we'll see what happens, you know, with some of those guys and, you know, uh, hopefully, Evan Ingram was on a, a serious radio show and again reiterated his he wants to play here desires to stay in Jacksonville and he felt like if he does get franchise, it's just a means to an end of him getting a deal. Well, and it's really, I mean, I don't. The, I imagine there are very many situations where boom, they put the tag on today, right? You're you're trying to negotiate, you know, longer than this. You got a weird situation if you have to throw the tag on immediately. Mm-hmm. Now you can lift the tag though, can't you? Yeah, if you work out a deal. Yeah, if you work out a deal. So, if right. you're the Ravens, just along that along no. those ends, if you're the Ravens, do you just put it on him ceremonially immediately? <sighs> eliminate so much... the, eliminate any any you know notion that is going to end without him being a Raven. Yeah, it's I, I don't know. It's just so much. It, it's so interesting. You know, I don't know, man. I don't know what you do if you're the Ravens if you don't have a plan B. Now, if you're if you know, like if you're the Ravens and you're like, we'll get Aaron Rodgers. I don't you know, know. that's one gonna work. Thing. That's not how they're built. Well, I mean, they got a new OC. Um, if they're bringing in an OC, he wants to bring in. The one thing is, if you have Lamar, I don't think you take away. You keep a lot of the running principles that you have. You, the Ravens are one of the few teams that have plays where the quarterback is running. Right. This is a run play for Lamar. Right. We have five to ten of those that we're going to use, and so you. I thought Greg Roman, when when Lamar was initially a young guy, rookie, did a great job of building a running offense there, taking advantage of his skill set. Yeah, and so I, you know, and, and so now I wonder what what the plan is going forward. And uh, Lamar still has, st- he had such a great year as a as the MVP through thirty second year too. Just yeah, but he, he hasn't been the same since as far as throwing the football. And he's also been injured the last two years. In the he's last two games years, he's missed games, and he's a running guy. But it, I don't know, man. It's just I. It's a tough. That's a tough one. It'll be always be a tough one for me uh, to figure out. So we'll talk about that more today. Uh, we've got a uh, 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 what do we call it? ETN? ETN. Yeah. That's correct. So we need a guest Guggen judge oh. at six four one ten ten. No hazard pay, but we will come up with a prize pack. Yes. On a Catlin Chuck accessories Tuesday. Two right, man enter. Yeah. One and man leaves. An idea ripped directly from our wallet so many years ago by the ESPN Super Bowl crew. Never Could have been us. That's 20 years now. Bitterness 
still linked. Refuses to fade. It's been uh, bring in Mike, our guest Guggen judge this morning from down in St. John's. Hello, What's Mike. up, Mikey? Good morning, Mike. Morning, guys. Morning, guys. All right, here appreciate. We go. How are we doing? We're Good. doing. We're doing awesome. Et's going to ask us. Uh, Five questions. I'm going to give you an awesome answer. Dan will give you a good one. And mm. Mm. do your job to judge them. Mm. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> From the text line, I get it. Every time we say ETN, he thinks ETN's coming on the show. Yeah. ETN is next. Where's Travis? Yeah. <laughs> we had it before him. And they got ET. Yeah. All right, let's get this thing cracking, fellas. Round one. So I was thinking about this question uh, earlier this week, and then we kind of mentioned nicknames a little bit earlier, so it kind of flowed right into it. Um, During the All-Star break, uh, one of my favorite nicknames all time Mm -hmm. is Dame Time because it just makes sense. You know, he he hit a big shot. You know, it's Dame Time. Okay. So, gentlemen, I'm going to ask you, what is the best nickname in sports? Hmm. In your opinion, of course. So many good ones. A lot of good ones out there. You want me to go first? Uh-uh. Or do you want to keep, you want to grind and think? Sometimes you got to think a little bit. <laughs> I had one pop. I was grinding and it popped in. Okay, go ahead. But I'll wait in case you take it. Take it. Go ahead. Air Jordan. <laughs> take and flight, right? Iconic. You got the brand. You got the whole thing. That's an awesome nickname. That's what they called him. Yeah. Air Jordan. That's what I'm going <laughs> I could go. I could come back with King James, but there's so many kings out there. I'll tell you a nickname I love. Uh, Charlie Hustle. Pete Rose. <laughs> Charlie Hustle. Why? He always ran. He played baseball the right way. He gambled the wrong way, but he played <laughs> baseball the right way. And Charlie Hustle, to me, was a great nickname that stuck with me through so many years. We would give you someone from the 20s if we could, Mike. Well, I mean, I thought I know, me too. Sultan of Swat. Teddy yeah. Ball Game for Ted Williams. Sure. Uh, the franchise for, you know, there's That's so many much. great ones. Yeah. When you get glossed with a nickname and you don't self-gloss, <laughs> as yours truly does, uh, you're something special. Media mogul. <laughs> winner, winner Jeff can't go against the GOAT. Yeah. Popped in there. I got lucky. Popped in there. Tiger's not a bad one, by the way. Yeah. Why could have gone with Tiger. Broadway Joe Namath. He is Eldridge. So good. Some anyway, good ones, all right, man. let's move yeah. on. Magic. <laughs> Round two. Scott Van Pelt has tried to gloss a guy a nickname, and he annoys me every time. It's just terrible. He calls Durant Thin Man. Oh, come <laughs> over on, and man. over, bro. Like, oh, the Thin Man. I mean, what are you doing? Let it go. It's not going to take. <laughs> not working. All right, gentlemen. We just witnessed probably one of the worst All Star games in in history. Okay. Um, how would you guys fix the NBA All-Star game? I would, I'll tell you what I would do. With all the money flowing around, I would make it winner-take-all, uh, uh, less guys, a uh, million dollars to the winner, nothing to the loser. Make it count. Make yeah. it matter. Hit them in the pocketbook, baby. I mean, you better give them a billion. You see what these guys are, what kind of bank account they're bringing to the festivities? I'd, I'd scrap it. I mean, I, I don't know if the Pro Bowl's scrapping is going to work ultimately, but I personally would rather them get together on Sunday, play three on three, uh, play a horse, play around the world. I don't know. It sounds a lot like the skills contest, but this this nonsense of not even competing, is it, 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 it detracts from them even being all-stars, if you ask me. 
I like it, Dan. Show me the money, winner Dan. Million bucks, cash out. is king. Ain't they ain't making eighty million a year? A million dollars for one game is, I think, would matter. Round three. It's safe to say that we're pretty satisfied with our quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, here. Safe to um, say. Safe to say. Um, but if you could take an attribute from any other quarterback to add to Trevor's game, what attribute would you add to Trevor's game from another current quarterback? Excuse me. Um, boy, Trevor has everything. I mean, experience is what he's lacking. I, I mean, I guess any quarterback who is a proven as proficient as Trevor is, I mean, I mean, it would only be used every now and then. I'll give him some game-breaking speed, I guess. I'll give him Jalen Hurts' elusiveness. I mean, he's already a competent runner, but Trevor Lawrence is built like a modern-day quarterback. I mean, he's 6'6", he's mobile, he scans the field, he he, he studies off of it. I I don't know what traits are left um, other than, like, elusive game-breaking speed. That would be unfair for the league. i tell you what, uh, when you ask that question, one thing came to me quickly. And it was something we've already talked about. Well, who has the Super Bowl rings? Well, it's Mahomes. So what do I want from Mahomes? You know, Mahomes is the only guy I want to buy. I don't care what Justin Herbert can do. Trevor beat him. I don't care. You know, good for Josh Allen. But guess what? Trevor can win those games too. Uh, Joe Burrow, great, you know. But so there's t- I want, I guess if it's an attribute, like I really want, I really want from Mahomes is one of his rings. So that's what I want to get. But I would, maybe the moxie of Patrick Mahomes. I mean, there's, there's – He's the best. So give me, you know, I'm a, I'm gonna get something from him and and put it into into my guy Trevor Lawrence. And I would I would say it's it's that it's that moxie that he has that you know Trevor has his own and he's developing. But give me that moxie from Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, winner Dan. I was gonna say creativity from Mahomes. Yeah. Oh boy. Round four. CBS put out a, an article. And it was uh, 10 crazy NFL offseason predictions. Mm-hmm. But, I am in a pickle. But the 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 predictions, they weren't that crazy. Uh-huh. I mean, okay. they're all pretty believable. So, gentlemen, can you all give me one offseason potential prediction? Crazy or not crazy? Yeah, crazy. Like crazy? Crazy. Yeah, Lamar Jackson gets traded for two number one picks. That's a, that, you know, I think Lamar gets traded for two first round picks. I think that would be crazy. Like, what are you, that would, that would be set the NFL on its side. That would be breaking news. That would lead, uh, that would be crazy to me. Um, gosh, I kind of think that might happen. So I don't know if that falls within my bounds of sanity or not. I, gosh, it's got to be crazy. I mean, we're going crazy, right? We're going crazy. What's crazy? How much of it has to have, like, like potential, like you know oh, what I mean. I, I wanna, you can't give crazy; it has like a one percent chance, right? That correct. wouldn't be fair. Crazy as Tom Brady goes back for one more run with the Patriots, comes out of retirement, decides uh, with no Giselle and nothing going on, social media can only take him so far. <laughs> see, if he can, see if he can't run it back one more time. Who knows? Bring Gronk with you. Winner Jeff, but pray it doesn't happen. Yeah, I don't think it will. Ah. No. No. What no! about what about Garoppolo to New England? That would be interesting. I don't know if it's crazy, but if he ended up back where he started. And is Mac done? Are we sure? I mean, what, what's the deal with Mac? That's I don't a, think Mac's done. Yeah, I don't either. That's almost a topic in and of itself. Welcome to round five and prepare to die. Oh, it's always so caustic. Why so harsh? Oh, yeah. Man, 
We uh, we were just speaking on dunking, and we were talking about the dunk contest. Gentlemen, I'm going to ask you, in your opinion, who is the best in-game dunker of all time? In-game mm. dunker. Oh, I keep thinking it's you. Is it me? Yeah. Man, there's a couple different directions you can go, man. You can go with the guy... And you also got to go mainstream. I mean, at some point, you're gonna, uh, we're going to overthink it. I, I think I know what the real answer is, but I don't think it's going to give me the win. I think I know what you're going to say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think I know what the real answer is, but I don't think it's going to give me the win. I'm not going to say Dominic Wilkins. Go back to that. I, but I think that this guy is the original, man. And I think he, he dunked over people. He had fantastic dunks. He had an unbelievable nickname, and he inspired Michael Jordan. I think it's Dr. J. Yeah. I think it's Dr. J, the first one that took off from the foul line and dunked. I mean, did that stuff in a game, man. So, I'll go Dr. J. I'm not sure it's a winner, but I'll I'll go with Dr. J. I, it, sidebar, at Artists' Golf Tournament one year, I got to meet Dr. J 25 years ago, young in my career. I mean, that guy was my hero growing up. It remains to this day one of the most, like, starstruck, cool experiences that I've had in this, uh, in this business. Anyway, I'm going with the doctor. Dr. J was great as far as in-game dunkers, though. I choose someone else. I choose I choose a guy who dunked more than everybody else. I choose a guy who broke backboards. I choose Shaq. Best in-game dunker. I mean, he threw it down with authority. Give me Shaq as the best in-game dunker of all time. <laughs> no. Well, it's also the best nickname. It would have won that question, too. Winner, Jeff, Dr. J. Dr. J, I mean, I just threw it out there. That's what happened. Thank you, Mike. You have a wonderful afternoon as you make your way through St. John. I'm going to go ahead and put Joe on that. Mike, Mike, Mike. You got his info already? Yeah, let me go ahead. Mike and and E playing judge as well today. E, I'm going to ask you a question. Shaq is the uh, best in-game. Uh, Come hey, on, here we go. Going I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you a favor. You could have said Zion after oh, they after go. they do something. I just want to hear my You could have said. Let the judge walk. speak. Let That's not go. your job. You could have said your job is to ask the question. So put a big sock in your mouth and shut the hell up. Shaq, everyone, calm down. Uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey came out the other day and said there's no chance he's going to get cut. And yet there are some rumors out there that he could be released by the Rams. He's got two years left on his five-year $100 million contract. Uh, in 2023, he'll have a $26 million cap hit. Uh, he would count for just $11 million against the camp if the Rams release him. Um, so, you know, obviously on social media, where would he be a good fit? And uh, the Lions receiver came out and said, come to Detroit. And then Michael Parsons said, there's no chance he's going from L.A. to Detroit, dude. It's kind of mean, but that's what he said. Uh, <laughs> but well, uh, well, Detroit could is on the verge. Detroit yeah. could contend. That's uh, more of a lifestyle, I think. Yeah, oh, I, I Michael you. Parsons was saying. Yeah. I, yeah. Hear I hear you. Yeah. Although, you know. Jalen, uh, Jalen did get a little bit. He got a little bit of a humbling going out there. He left here thinking he was the king of the world when it came to attention, and you yeah. get lost in it out there in L.A. Oh, for sure. He yeah. went from stars. like all right. He went from like the number one entity, it often self promoted, but nonetheless a great football player, and just he immediately just among athletes in L.A. He comes in 
tenth or lower. Yeah. I mean, you got all those Dodgers that are terrific and winning, and you got Lakers, obviously, and no, no one cares about the Even Rams. Even on his team, man. Yeah. Yeah, no one cares about the Rams. Even Matthew Stafford is a bigger boy. Now, might they trade him? That would that would be interesting to see if that would happen. I don't uh, – the Rams have some cap issues, and, and they're going to have to work through things. And they're not getting rid of Matthew Stafford. They're not getting rid of Cooper Cup. That we know. So, you know, we'll see if they can hang on to – all these other guys at some point. We've watched the Rams for years and asked, how in the hell do they do that? Every year they're keeping this guy and that guy and signing and bringing in this veteran and that veteran. Well, it may be finally due, and uh, but we'll see. But the Rams, coming off a 5-12 and 12 year, I get the feeling that Stafford might be down the road a little bit. We'll see. Now, that's because yeah. he was injured last year, so maybe he can come back and be the Matt Stafford that, that we all know. But The Rams are screwed. He was beat up, and the concussions added up as well for him. So I don't get the feeling that they're in that in in a good place going forward. He's he's only thirty four, um, but on the last four years, he's only had two. He missed half a season in nineteen and half a season in twenty two. He played in twenty and twenty one. So, and he was not having a good. The other thing to remember is he played nine games last year, and he had ten touchdown passes and eight picks. Yeah, they were. A that mess. would be more concerning if he had played nine games and had twenty touchdown passes. Well, he had serious injury. Couple. Yeah, he. I don't know. So I don't yeah, know. I don't. Yeah. I mean, if I'm Matthew Stafford, I'm seriously considering quitting. He says he's not though. He says he'll be back. So we'll yeah, see. He wants to come back. They want to run the ball and they never have running backs. There's issues there. Yeah, there's issues. I mean, but, and they're way over capped. They're screwed. They're no good. They didn't win any games last year with these. The, listen. Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and, you know, yeah. Cooper Cup for most of these guys were all playing last year. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, the quarterback situation devolved to, you know, um, you know, a point really you really can't have any success. Yeah. I don't understand um, as we bounce to the basketball team in that same city. Unless Lake show. No, not even the Lakers. I don't understand. Clips. So the Clips are positioned to maybe have a chance to win. They're kind of an under-the-radar, I think, real contender well, until yesterday, and now they're not anymore because they went and signed Russell Westbrook. Why in the world? Mm. Why? You're the Clippers. Why in the Why would you ever take a Lakers cast off? You're way better than they are. I don't know what it is, dude. I mean, do they? I don't get like it. Like I said, uh, when I looked at his numbers, he didn't seem like as bad as someone. It's not saying. just the numbers. It's when the numbers come. It's when mm. you have Kawhi and Paul George and there's four seconds to go in the game yeah. and Russ is shooting it. That's the problem. Yeah. It's when you are in the middle of a nice run and Russ pulls up for a air ball three-pointer on the break. It's the things that yeah. he does. Now, when he was younger and so incredibly athletic and he was filling the stat sheet with a triple-double every night, you could excuse that. But yeah. Russ is a guy who was only going to be a star in his career when he was by far still legitimately the best player on his team. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It'll be... Uh... He has not worked since he left Oklahoma City. I mean, where's he been? Where'd he go? Didn't he go to the Rockets yeah, maybe for a Houston. while? He went to Houston after that. And, and he worked there for a little bit. But that was with Harden? I mean, he doesn't work well with others, right? He had Harden and Durant. That didn't go well. Then he went to Houston. I believe they paired him with Harden. Did they not? I believe he was. I believe OKC, so. Houston, Washington, the Lakes. Yeah. In in Washington, he was paired with Beal. The Lakers, he's paired with LeBron and AD. I mean, I you know. Yeah. 
Who we got riding shotgun here? So I, I don't understand. I think that you have a potential of making your of of, of messing up chemistry, or I, maybe not. I don't. I don't know. Maybe Russ has a fabulous reputation with Kawhi and Paul George, and they want him there. It's funny how sometimes guys want guys around, right? Can I get career earnings for Russ Westbrook? Please? Oh, it's a oh. trillion. Oh yeah, he's up four hundred million dollars. Four hundred. I'd say about two fifty. Yeah. Two ninety one. Yeah. Two ninety two. Yeah, but if you can be an athlete, you want to be NBA because they make the kind of revenue they do in the NFL. 3, 3, 4, 5, 13, 14, 15, 16, 26, 28, 35, 38, 41, 44. God, you want to talk about overpaid, man. <laughs> it's this, amazing how it's backwards. this year, 47. If you could only know, like if you could only see into the future and know how a guy's career would go, you'd pay him that money early, although then maybe they lose their edge. Right? You hand a guy $44 million right out of the, out of the gates. Golly. The money's gotten crazy. What do you think about these college football proposals? Of us speeding up the game? Yeah. I think that you look at the... There's some other places to To me, look. it's a, just another example. My, my pet peeve of 2023 early on is clearly greed is killing sports. I'm so, I'm so annoyed with the... And I just... $47 million for Russell Westbrook. I, and it's just one thing after another. So I've always come back to this money thing, right? I understand to a point. Where does the money have? Well, here's have why: to because because commercials keep the game long. Cut back the commercials, and you'll be fine. If well, they, you know, it, what if what if it comes at the expense of you don't get to see your team every week? Or or how about this? ESPN will do this: games at one, games at four, games at seven, games at ten. So the one o'clock game ends at four forty-five. Oh, I miss half, your and game. I miss half no, my game. I complained about that. That's so, a problem. So that that's an issue. But you can um, almost do that with scheduling. Well, why would we attack the game itself? Does the game feel long to you? Yes. The college football game? Incredibly long. Okay, well then that's, yeah, that's it does. That's different. The game but, doesn't feel long to me. But I don't everything around the game. Halftime where I've got like forty five minutes to go yeah. do whatever and run some errands feels incredibly long. Well that can tend to I I can I'm So a, I'm looking at shortening those things con- around the game versus the game. I think the I think I where I would And I'll tell you one first. thing right away. Get rid of the damn Replay well, after every uh, – there there you go. That's and again, it. that's not the game. You know though. what? I, Hick, it's worse. Okay? I, I would characterize it like this. If I'm college football, this is where I start, and then any other decision, if we can get this buttoned up, we'll, we'll, we'll rotate off of to some other areas. First things first, make your officiating competent. I'm not saying perfect. It's become incompetent. And this is what I mean. If you're on an officiating crew, I saw this happen. I don't know if it was the Florida Vandy game, Dan, if it was the Alabama-Tennessee game. There was a game that I watched this year where without a coach's challenge, the officiating crew on three consecutive plays went and reviewed what just happened. Yeah. Whether it was a spot or a possession. At some point, you got to give three challenges to the other guy, and if you don't like our incompetence, challenge it. We're not stopping and checking everything. Yeah. That, to me, so either make your officials competent or stand by their incompetence and do not go to the replay uh, review 12 times a game. College football games average last year on average, Dan, three hours and 40 minutes. That's 40 minutes longer than an NFL game for the same parameters, 15-minute quarters. Yeah. I don't mind. I I, I think I like the, the... the Just first down. Keep copying the NFL, man. They That's get it done from one to four. Well, the reason they do that partly is because halftime's twelve minutes. Yeah. So again, and I'm all for the. I love the pageantry of college football. I have no problem with the bands playing. But if the bands play, then it's just the band. It's nothing else. 
Boom! Here's I the band. I don't, they're on the field. They got ten minutes. They're off. And and I don't mind. You are. They are young. They're not professional athletes. You got 17, 18, 19 year olds. I don't mind the longer halftime either. I I'm almost used to that. It's I can get something done around the house or go make a. You know. No, that's, I don't that's mind. What makes the game but, longer. Well, just shortening those. Though, if you shorten um, those breaks and uh, like stopping the clockwise. You're going to also save your athletes 18 to 20 plays a game. So they're also talking about exposures. The amount of, like NFL players are hit less than college players in a game. That also seems out of whack. Big and fast and strong as they move. All right. Well, some of the offenses play high octane and they get 80 or 90 snaps, and you know, right. usually 60 is fine. But I don't know. I just I, again, I don't. There's so much around the game that you could shorten versus the game. Maybe itself. it's a combo. I love sports. I love the game. The two big ones are, for folks that don't know what we're talking about, the two big ones they are considering apparently are um, not stopping. Letting the clock run when you make a first down. They don't stop it like they do in the NFL. They don't stop the clock. They move the change and keep playing. Right. That one I'm fine with. They're also, they're also floating the notion of not stopping the clock on an incomplete pass. That's dumber than the day is long. You know, you don't stop the clock on a running play because guess what? You're back in the huddle in six seconds. Run a thirty-yard out pattern. He may be thirty seconds just getting back to the huddle. Right. So that, yeah, I don't, I, I don't like that one a bit. We'll see. We'll see if anything uh, happens. I wouldn't go messing with it too much. I was shocked that scoring is down. That surprised me because well, p- plays run is up. Scoring is down. Doesn't I, two years in a row. Oh, well, that didn't. It doesn't affect my fandom. No, I it know. It affects my fandom. Sure. And all the other things around the sport. Yeah. That's what affects my fandom. All right. Well, uh, come back. We've got uh, more coming up in the eight o'clock hour, including brunch with the tour. Let's take a look at. The timing could not be more perfect for the Jaguars. Could not be more perfect when you look around the state of this division. I saw an interesting perspective. I read a column from the Tennessean. Yeah. I mean, they're all but just bowing to the new gods of the AFC South sitting here in Jacksonville. The only problem is it ain't about the division anymore. It ain't about the division. Or the Jags. Yeah. Well, I'll just at least enjoy getting there. <laughs> we Super, did. We I got, got there. I got Super Bowl or bust over here across from me. It ain't about the division. It's a Catlin Chuck Accessories Tuesday on the drill. I hear correctly were we just reintroduced as bringing more, quote, foolishness. Foolishness. To the morning drive. It's what we do. Right. And speaking of I've foolishness, never, never I have described more perfectly. two hockey observations. Oh, boy. Yeah. First off. I uh, can't wait to talk to Nick Luco on Friday. Nice. I think the Icemen might have just had their greatest week in franchise history as they have won like five in a row and vaulted to the top of that tough uh, division that you know. they're in. So uh drill, and, drill karma for him. And 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 Luco was screaming for better goaltending and he's gotten it from three different guys. So uh congrats to the Icemen and they're home for the next two weekends. So I would encourage you to go check them out. I'd also encourage you, again, if you have not been yet, um this this igloo that they have at the old uh skate world skate world is unreal and they have watch parties there when they're on the road and youth hockey and they have a sports bar in there and a couple sheets of ice you need to go check that place out go have lunch or dinner there and and let me know what you think but that is uh that's an impressive cool place so anyway i wanted to mention those two things then i was watching the parent club the blue shirts last night and it was very frustrating that's too bad. They probably still have a hangover from that defeat by the they Flames. They may. Their streak is over. The Flames points. lost to Philly, uh, the Flyers yesterday, <laughs> they, in case you didn't know. Hey, um, I did not. The uh, I, I've never seen a club. They shot 51. The, the Winnipeg goalie is really good. They put 51 shots, and I mean some good shots on this kid, and he, let, he turned them all away but one, and they beat the uh, 
Winnipeg Jets won in the Garden four to one. It frustrated me. Oh, it's another former Atlanta team. Well, you got in Atlanta back to back. The Calgary Flames um, and the Winnipeg Jets, formerly the Thrashers. Yeah, I don't know both sides of you, Atlanta. What That's you, how I know that. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about yeah. or thinking, but it makes zero sense. The Winnipeg Jets came from Atlanta. They were the Thrashers. Of, it Calgary Flames a, came from Atlanta. They were the Atlanta Flames. You should know the NHL better you act, than that. You act like the history. You act like it's prideful that Atlanta yeah, lost two awesome. hockey teams. Hundred I mean, percent. We don't want hockey in Atlanta. Yeah, I'd rather them be up there where they're appreciated and embarrassing. Is what it is. Yeah. All right. So the tags are out. It's basically ten million for a running back. Mamas don't let your babies grow up to be running backs. E. I hope you're listening. Start throwing them the ball. Yeah. Agreed. Wide receivers, uh, twenty million. Tight ends, eleven million. O line, eighteen point two. D. N. Nineteen point seven. D. Tackle, eighteen point nine. Linebackers, twenty point nine. Corners, eighteen point one. Safeties, fourteen point four. So Receivers those, twenty million, yes, Whew. yeah, yeah, and they complained about Christian Kirk. I mean, yeah, it's some good numbers if you can get them. Oh, and they can but, get them. But I tell you what, it ain't. It ain't forty-seven million like Russ is making. For now, he's got to play a few more games, but doesn't hurt as much. <laughs> hmm. That's it's yeah. I mean, look, I. I has Byron Leftwich been scooped up yet by anybody? I don't think I've heard anything about Byron. I saw him rumored somewhere. Was it Notre Dame? Was with a, uh, no, it was I, a was rumor it, for a little bit. Could it be back to Pittsburgh? Did they get rid of there? No, they, they kept uh, Matt Canada, didn't they? Never mind. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was. They thought he was going to go back to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, thought, I mean, yeah. I remember hearing that. And then but. I saw something for Notre Dame, too, but um, yeah. I, I don't think um, we, we have I, I referenced before we went to break. We have perfect timing here from this standpoint. Not only are the Jags hitting their stride here and getting maybe ready for the most sustained success they've ever had in franchise history. Mm-hmm. The division is a mess. Houston and Indy both have new coaches and new quarterbacks. They're a minimum a couple of years away from even starting to threaten. And Tennessee's in a no man's land of a quarterback they don't believe in and a running back who's only going to get um, is only going to get older. So it's it's. I mean, we got this thing. We're pulling this thing up to cruise control speed, Dan. Mm-hmm. These guys are in the garage under the hood trying to figure out where they're going to go. This is going to be a fantastically successful year for the Jaguars. We may go 6-0 and against the division. That would be good. Yeah, I mean, and boy, has it flipped. You go back, what, four years ago? The, the, the Texans are great with Deshaun Watson. The, the Colts are an awesome, you know, position with Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. And just like that, it's flipped. It's the exact opposite. Now, instead of the Jags having five picks in the top 62, it's the division counting on four of the top 12 picks. Or- well, I said this yesterday. I don't know if I said this on the air, but and this is true, and I, I don't, uh, you know, it is what it is. But when you're a crappy team, when you're a suck-ass team, sorry, Ooh, Junie Bug. Wow. When you're a Eight o'clock nasty. joke of a team, the off-seasons are very interesting. Yeah. When you're a good team... They're boring. They're not as They're interesting. They're fine-tuning, yeah. Yeah, but that's that's good news. Yeah. You just continue to look forward to things you know, it's happening. Inter- it's interesting. I don't know if football's— Because you're not picking first overall. I don't know if— You're, not, you're picking it, 24th. Who? I mean, they might pick a guy that half the fans who listen to this show don't know. You know what's interesting about that? Football, NFL may be the only professional sport that's like that. You can have a good baseball team, and the offseason off is very intriguing and important. You can have a good basketball team, the way the stars move around. The offseason is very intriguing and important. But, yeah, in football, once you get good, it's kind of boring. 
Like, you're a Mets fan. You won 100 games. Your offseason was not boring. You hung on every well, rumor. That's In the true. NBA, it's not boring. Where is Kevin Durant going? Where is, you know... This guy signing, where is this coach landing? But but in yeah, in the in the NFL, if you're good, you're right. Your point is valid. Another thing that happens too is you're not talking about the top end talent. It's harder to project. It's a lot more fun to do the mock drafts when you're picking in the top five and you have a fighter's chance of actually picking the guy your team's gonna take. Yeah. When you're picking twenty fourth, good luck. I mean, yeah, you, you got all no throw idea. names out there, but you don't know. No, you don't know. And and so and again, well, you know, look, you follow it and it's gonna happen, but it's it's just not you know, when you're sitting there with the number one pick or two first round picks or, you know, it's because you stink. And so it's, uh, you know, 24th pick this year, 32nd pick next year. Which of those two teams would you expect to get better quicker or is there no way to know? Houston, Indy. Houston like, played harder last year. They fought on defense. They had some wins and some close games. I think Indy late. has more talent, but I'm not sold on the Indy culture or whatever yeah. it is. I don't know what it Ursa. is up there, but it doesn't. It's maybe it's Ursay, maybe. I don't know what it is, but, um, well, I do know what it is. They haven't had a good quarterback, so yeah. everything gets magnified. Well, they've had good quarterbacks. Had, you're talking about Indy? Yeah. I mean, Phillip Rivers, was they're good, not great. Yeah, is what got they them had. to the playoffs. Yeah. One did. The other two didn't. Yeah, yeah Phillip did. Yeah, Philip did, but then Wentz and Matt Ryan didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a speed trap alert I'd like to get in, uh, E.T., this morning. If you see one, you let us know. We get the word out. Brought to you, uh, as always, by Catlin Truck Accessories. Even on a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday, it's, uh, let's see, 95 north at the old St. Augustine overpass. We got chips out that way. So, um, By the way, the, the, the Jags may need to go 6-0 in the division because they have a very tough – don't you expect that out, out of a division schedule? So, uh, yeah, if you can go five and one or six and zero oh in the division, you're you're basically a lock for the playoffs. Too much to happen this offseason to already suggest what their record may be. I don't think we're going to speaking to your boring part. It's not going to be a rapid turnover of the roster. Don't you feel like you kind of know what the Jaguars are going to be, or do you have to wait for the other ones? I guess my nah, I think there's a lot. I mean. I, you know, I think they got Are you going to feel any different after this offseason? When we sit down, when the schedule comes out and we go game by game, do you feel you're going to feel markedly different than you do now? Um, no. Yeah, probably. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, like, what if, and again, we don't play, but I'm just saying, like, what if things happen, like the Bears trade Justin Fields or no, Lamar, Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers goes to the AFC or there's too many it may be the variables. It may be the best, most potent home schedule in, in team history. They've got the Niners, the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Ravens all in Jacksonville. What a home sked, man. Yep. Yep. Niners, Chiefs, Bengals. And that's cream of the crop. And on the road, they only have to face one of those first place teams, uh, Buffalo. I saw Peter King talking about the Thursday. And we get the South. They're terrible. It's going it, it, to we, we got some. I saw Peter King talking about the um, Thursday night opener, and you know the obvious choice was Kansas City, Philly. You know a rematch of the Super Bowl, but he said the NFL doesn't like to do that. Yeah, that's what I thought. So they'll wait on that. Could then, it be the no? They wouldn't come to Jackson. And then you have uh, Kansas City. Uh, he was going over some of them, but he with Kansas City is now the marquee team. So the, he, what he was suggesting is they'll position one of the, their games for each. Network. Well, it's funny. Like Kansas City and Buffalo maybe on Monday Night Football, and Kansas City and Cincinnati maybe on the second game of a doubleheader on CBS. You know things like that. They have a they have a they have a 
an attractive home schedule. Let's assume they go out of the division, and they might not. It seems like they love Chargers Chiefs for whatever reason. That game always in prime time, mm-hmm. it seems like. And that's me. one that he suggested. Um, what about the Dolphins? He also suggested that. He said those I, two. Yeah, I think the well, Bengals, probably. you got to wait. I don't want to see Bengals Chiefs on the first day. And, yeah. and Buffalo played in the opener last year against the Rams. They're not going to do that to them again. Right. So, I would say the Lions is not terrible. It's not, but he didn't. Yeah. So Chargers or Dolphins probably, and I, I don't know. I want the big. I don't. I think the Bengals should stand alone in the middle or late in the year. Yeah, I don't want that first. first here's what he game. said: uh, Kansas City will host, and NBC will telecast the first of 272 regular season games. They have nine home games scheduled. Yeah, uh, the division: Buffalo, Cincinnati, Miami, Chicago, Detroit, and Philly. Very strong home. Traditionally, the NFL doesn't put the best game on the defending champ schedule in the Week One slot. It would be surprising to see the Super Bowl rematch. As the opener. Also, more likely than not that the league keeps strong contenders, Cincy and Buffalo, off opening night so they can be gem primetime games later in the season. Yeah. So, we can't know everything about the schedule, but he says, for instance, what happens if Aaron Rodgers is traded to Vegas? That changes the landscape significantly. A Vegas-Casey opener with Rodgers versus Mahomes would be a ratings bonanza. But if some lesser light, Stidham, Baker, Mayfield enters the camp as the Raiders quarterback, eh, uh, he said the logical theory he heard, the NFL has a lot of network mouths to feed so they could use KC versus Eagles, Bills, and Bengals as, you know, marquee games for NBC, CBS, and ESPN. Um, one league person told me to keep something in mind about the opener. In the last two years, the NFL put ratings drivers on opening night, and the one thing the league doesn't want is a headline a day or two after ratings down 11% for the opener. So... The last year's opener was modest, 21.3 That's million Rams, for the Bills, Bills Rams, right? yeah. So that means they'll they'll get an increase almost no matter what. Well, the Bills also, if I recall, beat the crud out of them. I don't know how good a game that was. One other factor, um, Kansas City hosts in Germany this year, likely Frankfurt, and they think that'll be against Detroit or Chicago, maybe Miami. Uh, but he thinks the NFL would want to hold Miami KC as a doubleheader or primetime game because of its attractiveness. So he said, with all that, I don't think the league knows. If Rodgers ends up in Vegas, that would be the favorite. If Rodgers ends up somewhere else and NBC gets the game it wants of the three premier Kansas City home matchups, I think you could see Denver, Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, Miami, Tyreek Hill returns, or the Chargers, uh, not a high ratings team, but with a quarterback. I go Miami. Miami makes the most sense to me. Miami appeals to the other side of the country, and yeah. you have some storylines. Like you said, the Tyreek Hill yeah. homecoming I hadn't even thought of. That sounds like a good one. All right, uh, I need pop quiz music, and oh, then we'll yeah. come back. We'll switch our focus to golf. Stuart Moore is uh, in studio. Arrived early. I like that. Nice to see. Finally, some commitment. As you know, pitchers and catchers are reporting. We're oh, starting to yeah. take stock of the Major League Baseball season mm-hmm. that is uh, nearly upon us, just over a month away from regular season openers. I saw the Braves-Red Sox Saturday at 1. Nice. We're t- always terrible in the preseason. And then we also tend to play and act like it's preseason until the middle of July. So I, that my biggest hope this year for the Braves is that we can somehow, I don't know, can we get off to a 20-8 and eight start, just something? I like a, I think we're going to have to have a 20-game lead, and then I think we can be safe. I don't know, man. We've Two years in a <laughs> row, we had to do to the Phillies what we did to you last year. So anyway, I have in front of me, though, a um, an attempt at placing value on these teams in the preseason. We call it the power ratings. I need you to tell me, not in order. We'll let you know where they fall. The top 10 teams. Okay. 
in this particular power rating from one of the uh, you know big boy online platforms, one of the majors. Oh, that's fair. Top ten power rating. I'm gonna go with the Mets. Uh, the Mets are in number the five. 10. They say the rotation is both fearsome <laughs> and worrisome. Yeah. If they have everyone healthy and firing come playoff time, however, they could ride those arms to a World Series title. That's kind I'll of go. the same thing we said last year. I, I'm sure they have the Braves. Sure, in the they top do. 10. The Braves are number three. What? I'm calling my slash his shot. Ronald Acuna Jr. wins 2023 NL MVP. Yeah, no, that's the cheeky thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm calling the uh, Pod Squad. Pods, I, uh, they're number two. Yeah, they like the pods. It's their time. I said a few weeks ago the Dodgers are still the team to beat in the West. And I saw an article that said the pods are no longer the Dodgers' little brother. Yeah, they, Well, they beat them in the playoffs. That, yeah. that, that helps solve that. But when you win 111, even though you lost some guys, uh, the Dodgers will be in the top ten. They're six, but they yeah. did lose a bunch. But yeah. still with uh, Mookie and Freddie and, and Will yeah. uh, Smith's good player, they still got plenty. It's the pitching I wonder about with them, but they're down to number six. I've yet to name the number one team, which would probably be the Houston Astros. Yeah, the Astros really kind of cemented their dynasty run with another World Series title last year. Thank you for beating the Phillies. We appreciate you. I'll take Jordan Alvarez finishing with a better season than Aaron Judge this year. Uh, uh, It hurts me to say it, but the Yankees will be. The Yankees are four. It's impossible for the Yankees to be, quote, underrated. It's just the nature of the franchise. I will say don't sleep on their talent. It's a very strong team. Okay, how many have I gotten? You've gotten one, uh, the Astros, two, the Padres, three, the Braves, four, the Yankees, five, the Mets, six, the Dodgers. We've got the top six. At the top six. You're missing the next four. And the next four. This is where it gets a little tougher because more opinionated. Yeah, this is because those are the the powerhouses. I think there's a couple that you still should grab um, relatively, at least clo- they're they're picketing outside the powerhouse neighborhood, especially one of these teams probably deserve to be in the powerhouse category, to be honest with you, based on what they do every year. Maybe not what you think they're going to do, but that never is the same. Well, there's, I've got, I've, I've got two that I'm going to go with here. I'm going to give you two and see if the game continues. It will continue because surely you're going to give me one of the teams that I just described to you so perfectly. They belong to be in this powerhouse based on where they are every year. You just never feel like they are at this time of year. Well, I'm going to give you uh, St. Louis and Toronto. That's who I'm giving you. (sighs) Toronto is seven and the game ends. St. Louis, they won 93 games. They are 11th. It's not like they think they stink. Yeah. They say the rotation is loaded with landmines. How will Wilson Contreras deal with them while attempting to fill the shoes? No, the team I'm, I, I was uh, trying to describe was the Rays. Yeah. The and, Rays and again, were, but every year, we would have said this know. last year at this time. Every they didn't year. make it last year. Or did they? Yeah, they did. 86 they and 76. Yeah. I honestly um, don't think they are this good, but the past several years have taught me to avoid underestimating them. The Phillies are ninth. Yeah, I thought of them, but I was going to get. And then the Mariners, 10th. I would take the Cardinals and the Ray, uh, Jays in my power pull yeah. over. Well, you got the Jays in there. Over the Mariners, for example. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Stewie Moore is anxiously awaiting. He's on deck with Brunch with the Tour next here on The Drill. All right, it's time for some Brunch with the Tour. Stuart Moore representing for the PGA Tour this year. I I believe they called you into one of the many meetings. They added one more. And they said, if you continue to falter and fail picking golfers week to week, we're going to take you off of (laughs) Brunch with the Tour. So he's uh, come out smoking hot. Dan had a winner last week as well. Let's, Let's just talk about what we saw. These designated events are interesting. As much to me for what comes after. Like, we got the bone and the T-bone steak this week, you know? I mean, 
That's, never, I don't think I've ever heard right, that. I mean, once, shout out to the good people down in Palm well, Beach Well, I mean, on one side, you've got the, the, this, this, I mean, they, they, they drooled all over Riviera as they left. You've got Bay Hill and the players looming and then stuck there in the middle is the bone. And that's, and, you know, I, I think that this is where any cynicism you get about the new system, it comes into play in the focus this week. So what is kind of the response to that as far as, these events that as we go through the year aren't going to have that designated status. So we're not going to talk Kyrie Irving and load management. <laughs> right. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, let's, let's call a spade a spade. Certainly a, a tough spot for the Honda classic this week, but I also think, you know, these designated events as we're seeing them play out, some will repeat year after year, obviously the majors, obviously players, you know, some of the elevated, the prior elevated events like Genesis and Memorial, et cetera, will, still have that stature, but the other ones are probably going to wind up rotating. So, whereas maybe the Honda Classic doesn't have a, a great date this year, um, that could certainly change next year and, and in the years going forward. So, none of that is, you know. Uh, well, when we make our picks, yet. we'll have a little bit of a view into the difference in the well. last couple of weeks and, <laughs> and this week. Um, look, I, I'm, I'm probably in the minority. I, I don't need John Rahm to be battling Max Homa. I, no. can, I can watch Nick Taylor and Adam Hadwin – you know, down the stretch for whatever stakes are involved for them. But the right. important thing for me is their stakes. Right, correct. They're things that matter. They're trying correct. To, 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 you know. And, and, and listen, I mean, the Honda Classic is is a, a great, great spectator event. We've talked about the bear trap um, all the time when you look at 15, 16, and 17. And, you know, I, I don't want to get into like, oh, the build, the footprint. But, they, I mean, they have a hell of a turnout um, from the golf fans in South Florida. And you look at the build and the arena around, especially 15 and 17, the par threes. And, listen, this is – this is a week where, I mean, you know, you got Horschel there, you got Sung JM, you got Shane Lowry, so you got some of the top guys in the world. But also, this is a, a breakthrough opportunity for a guy. Maybe he's trying to play his way into the players. The winner gets into the Masters. There's a lot of stuff on the yeah. line. And whoever wins this week from a, you know, whatever you want to call it, a non-designated field, we could look two or three years down the line. Maybe that's the next Max Homa. Is, so. is, and there's also, you want to play yourself into that point, you get in the designated event. Correct. That Absolutely. you're eligible for those. Absolutely. Because we're having some even shorter fields coming, aren't we? Didn't they do some that are going to be limited at like 60 or no? No, that would be, just yeah, that's, that's, that's discussion possibly okay. around right. 24. All right. But. All right. I always wonder if a guy like John Rahm, and I know the, the money is unbelievable now, and it, it always was, so, but whatever. Right. But like, you're going so good. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and play again this week. What the yeah, hell? Right, I'm gonna go yeah. get another dub. Yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, he's won three times already. Three out of the last five. I mean, Starts. he's. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I know that. Oh no! I need to refuel. I need to well, take you know, mental. Gotta... Blah blah blah. I get it. I get it. But I always wonder if the, if I guess my question is, I wonder if there's ever any thought by one of those guys when they get on one of those hot streaks. You know what? Let's just play till I lose. Right. Well, I mean, it happens. It, it, it definitely happens. Um. I just think this year is unique. It's also going, you know, West Coast to East Coast. Now, yeah. You know, he's going to make his way over to Bay Hill. Sure. But a guy like that, you know, obviously the money's not an issue. It's, right. You know, but he's got two young ones at home. Yeah. You know, I think he's so good that he doesn't need to keep playing. Momentum keep is yeah. not that big a deal yeah. for him. But yeah. shout out. I mean, listen, our own Billy Horschel here in Jacksonville. Billy, he, he, Billy Ho. He's playing all five in a row, which is great. Wow. I mean, that's, you know. All five of what? The Florida? The, the last two designated, then the Honda, and then he's going to play Bay Hill and players. So, nice. um, could have a tired Billy Ho at players, or this could be the. Um, really, if you if you look at the field, and we'll get to, to more on the Honda, uh, but, you know, Sun JM, Billy Horschel, yep. Shane Lowry. Yeah. That, that's, uh, that's your high end there for, I know, I know. for an event that still has very good players. Tough week for Rob Bolton. 
No, so yeah, but I, again, I want to go back to last week. It was a great tournament, and a lot of obviously there was a lot of good things happening, and you know, you guys continue to learn about this guy Tiger Woods. And yeah, how he no, he seems is to be up, the needle. Seems to be up and coming. Yeah, uh, just, and by we the got way, to a debate about Tiger winning again. I, I just, I don't think he can. Jeff says he will win again. Um, I, I think his will win again was the fifteenth major right but we'll see i mean I, I hate to bet against him i'm more of a devil's advocate i would love for him to win again i think it'd be I top just, 10 in augusta he may win in, he may win in a month yeah he might i mean augusta being a, a pretty tough walk yeah. um and you know i keep pe- having people ask me is he gonna play players yeah honestly don't don't know yeah. i don't actually get the first call when tiger decides to i personally to be here. surprised if he played players but you never know i it's think a it's a flat track yeah. but it's not one that he has performed uh excellently on uh, he's won twice yeah, two time, but, but it's not but, his favorite. It's not right, his favorite. but it wasn't like he had twenty top tens. Right, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. goes, and it's, yeah, you can you can get embarrassed out there. Do you quickly. want to? I mean, I I just as you said with Rom, does he need to play to keep going? I don't think Tiger needs to avoid a confidence. No, know, true. Has anything to do with that? It's like I think the only thing Tiger's thinking between now and then what best prepares me for Augusta. Yeah, yeah. because and I say that that's not where to, he is. not to diminish the players, but Tiger has basically said I'm playing the majors. That's about it. You know, he'll right. play, and I wonder. Bay Hill has a little bit of hill to it, not a ton. I mean, is Bay Hill kind of suit? Uh, I think that'd Augusta be too prep? soon. I think that'd be too soon. I think he's got to. He gets through Riviera. I mean, again, he played four rounds. I don't think you need to wait longer than a week. Then a little bro, bit of gravy. I just don't know what he's. What's his rehab? When yeah, you we don't the know the pain factor. We don't know the fatigue. We don't know anything really because right. he all, all he ever talks about is my team and you know, I got to get sure. up at 3 a.m. Well, he does do that. Firing. That's what we yeah. do know. It, his, it's not a round of golf for Tiger. A day of golf isn't seven hours. Like, you know, you eat, you putt, you range, and then you play. Right. It's compounded by a couple hours on each side of those. Sure. Things. And, and last week was, you know, again, he's tournament host. It's not like he's attending a ball no, every but, night but there's a lot that comes with that and you you know you're the face of the event and no I, but, but as far as long week as far as I mean I guess I'm saying as far as him getting ready for a tournament I mean how long does it take to get stretched and they do what what does he go through you know that's a great story I would love to know because he talks about you know remember last year he talked about well I got to get up at like 2 a.m to right, get ready yeah. and if I have an early tea time I mean what is it is he getting ice baths? Is he? I think it's everything. I mean, yeah, it's definitely not just stretching. I mean, it's probably getting the leg ready. Yeah, you know, with compression and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an ordeal. I think anytime we see him moving forward, it's probably gravy. It was great to I mean, watch him play sat four there rounds and, of golf, though. When he sat there and said, "I know my, basically, I know my deal. I'm gonna right. try to play the four majors. I got three of them last year. He was kind of proud of it, and a couple other tournaments. Basically, that's what I've got." Right. That's all I've got. It ain't yeah. changing is what he continuously yeah. reminds us. Well, I mean, you got to remember that leg was on the, on the verge of being amputated. So, you know, whenever he plays, it's going to be great. It was, it was fun to see. His ball speed was great. I think it added to a great week at, mm-hmm. at Riviera. Certainly, you know, Homa and, and, and Rom kind of dueling down the stretch. I mean, oh, what are you laughing at? <laughs> Am I going into tour speed? No, you're doing great. EVP of agronomy? I was, go- I was going to – I had a great uh, no. line to embarrass you, oh, and it? I wanted to watch you, like, turn red and f- get flustered, but I'm not going to do it. You, you can embarrass because me. Because I like you. I can uh, – listen, I can take it, buddy. Okay. I've been married for 18 years. You well, can't embarrass me. What I've was been the, here for three, what was which the, is, like, what 48 was the, years of marriage. What was the tour stance on the uh, on the Tiger stunt with JT? <laughs> oh, you son of a <laughs> – 
I've got so, I've got so boys many being, boys being boys. So many comments that probably won't help my uh, ability. What's after EVP of agronomy? President of agronomy is <laughs> probably not going to get there anytime soon. Mark, you see me popping the shirt over here? I'm getting <laughs> a little sweaty. Yeah, getting a little that, sweaty. Yeah. I tried. Yeah. I, I mean, well, I warned him. I, I don't listen. know. You brought it up. I, it's kind of a I warned sequel here. I Can't mean. be funny anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, you can, and that that allowed. that thankfully landed as softly and flat as it should. Oh, well, Cr- Christine Brennan chimed yeah, well, in. Well, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There she was. Good yes, for you. Yeah. Good for you. Took her where was ten Chris- hours. Where was Christine when Annika Stormson handed Fred Funk the skirt and he skipped down the fairway? Yeah. Thing, I guess that was different when that happened. <laughs> Give me a break, man. I mean, sense of humor is not a lost art. Uh, you can't let can't Karen for- Brennan's of the world. <laughs> Let tell you what a man is and what funny is. That's baloney. I can't wait for the break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll take it now. We'll come there back and we'll Sounds update great. the scores <laughs> and uh, look ahead to the Honda as well. <laughs> this is Brunch with the Tour on 1010XL. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. It's Brunch with the Tour. We're hanging out. We got EVP of... Agronomy, yes. but after the end of last segment, apparently we've gotten the word that he has been demoted. <laughs> For any help you might have with your need with your St. Augustine grass here in Northeast Florida, please call uh, Stuart Moore. Apparently has a lot of free time on his hands now. <laughs> Cut you up real quick. Blade it out for you. Uh, yeah, down to the – listen, uh, the players is only a couple weeks away here. Players I just looked the other day. In fact, last night I was at the television studios, and I looked up and I said, hey, wait a minute. Next week I go here, and then the week after that's the players. Yeah, it's here. It's here. It. I feel like Jan one to whatever today is the twenty first or so went by pretty quickly. Pretty quickly, man. Yeah, we're gonna uh, be in March to life. before you know. It. Wait a second. Time out. Hang on. Wait. Is that a Falcons Yeti? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you Falcons fan? Yeah, I grew up one. This yeah. is actually my kids. He left at the house. It feels good. I feel like those Sam some... Darnold Baker Mayfield comments were a little more rooted in some hate than I realized. I didn't. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Long time rivalry. All right. <laughs> Almost 30 years, but Whatever. not quite. I don't have the energy for this. <laughs> I just don't. Matt Corral, everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, we're here. Corral Ritter showdowns the next 10 years. <laughs> Should be epic. Some Andy Dalton. Some, who's your boy in Tampa? Trask? <laughs> what, a, what a division. I say you put Anthony Richardson in Carolina and then Trask Richardson. Two oh, of the four. Good mm. Lord. I love it. That's just going to went, went to Hades quickly, yes, too. Yep. Yep. So, anyway, what, what is the latest on the players? Where do we stand? What should people be doing uh, here with just a couple weeks out? Tickets still available? Tickets still available. Okay. I will I will say this. Parking is going quickly. I think of Friday. Of course it is, right? Friday is about to sell out. Yeah. Um, and, again, you have to have your parking in advance. So, you know, don't think you can just show up and swipe your card. Right, for the all gates. those who won't do anything that you're telling them to do, and then they're re- relegated to players.com forward slash parking. And that um, gives you, like, shuttles, I guess, run in and out. Everything. You shuttles do? out of Nocatee, parking in the big lot off of 210. So, a lot of different options. I think last year. I think people are always hesitant to do the shuttle, but at the end of the day, it gets you in and out quicker. Totally. It really I agree. does. You, you lose all that frustrating at the event traffic, it's a lot better to sit yeah. on a bus and look at a phone I or know. do whatever you want to do. I don't know, but I think people are averse to shuttles more than they should be. Yeah, two shuttles running out of knock now out of both the schools. So I think that'll help a lot of that St. Augustine crowd coming mm-hmm. north. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and listen, last year was was difficult with the parking and the re- – you know, it's like, hey, everyone – the whole world's restarting at noon because of the weather, right? And so right. everyone gets there at noon, and so that's what happened. We, we, we lost 
um, one of our kind of artery roads, we would call it, coming off of Roscoe, and that mm -hmm. forced everyone into 210. So last year was a little bit of an anomaly. Um, great plan this year, though. And, yeah, I mean, obviously Military Appreciation Day on Tuesday. Riley Green, uh, your headline performer there. So um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. should be great. And, again, like we've seen with these designated events, these are, you know, this you're going to see the great, same thing at players, the best of the best. It would be a great uh, back-in-the-day process when you come, try to come up with these creative television stories. Okay. It will be a fun story to do for us, local TV. What's that? Uh, drive the media shuttle. <laughs> for oh a morning god. oh my god <laughs> drive, what a driving and all these golf hacks getting on you know you yeah. shoot you'd the have breeze to, with you'd, them. you'd almost have to do it like like when when the celebrity does the undercover uber yeah like you would make yourself undercover and you would talk golf with them yeah hey, yeah you think necklace is gonna win this week <laughs> uh, he hasn't played here in uh oh yeah, yeah. yeah. he was oh. just on the shuttle oh. i dropped him off last oh. week a big palmer guy you get the you get the complaints. Oh yeah, Gene Fournette be like, I've been standing here for twenty minutes. Yeah, Where yeah. you been? You hammer oh. the brake a couple times. <laughs> oh, sorry about that, fellas. I had a little couple of scotches before I got going this morning. <laughs> right. I mean, it would be a hilarious right. piece. Oh my god! There yeah. you go. There it's, you go. There's your local fun. sports. It's, ge it's generally a happy crowd on the shuttle in <laughs> yeah. the morning or after a thirteen-hour yeah. day with four rain delays. Well, yeah, no what could go wrong? <laughs> Too bad. And the media are always so friendly. Oh, anyway. they love it. Yeah. they love it. Yeah. yeah, just happy to be there. Yeah. <laughs> That would be a good piece. Yeah. I wish you could see my uh, exhale when someone comes up and is like, hey, I have a, I have a suggestion for you guys. And just oh, internally, geez. it's <sighs> high roll here. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, listen, we're always trying to make it better for our media. Yeah. Well, you do a great do job. No, no, it's, listen, great. I, it's a great week. I mean, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. But um, yeah. it's a hell of a tournament. And, I, you know, listen, it's it's produced some, some pretty epic Sundays. And I, I think everything that we've seen this year is shaping up. To be another one. I mean, if we could get Rom, McElroy, oh. uh, Scheffler, you name it, coming down the stretch would be pretty, pretty awesome. Something to look forward to, and it'll be here soon. And you know, we're due for we we're due for a great weather week. Right. I mean, it's just. I mean, the it's, golf gods little go us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, you, I, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I feel like we're we're getting some pretty good weather right now, which is I a know, little bit a little concerning. So the golf courses. I mean, it is. I heard the epic. chief last night say. Uh, no rain anytime soon. And I was like, oh, uh, I know, I know. Might want to get a couple through here. It can, I mean, last year, there was definitely a point last year on Sunday where I was like, we're, we're going to spill into Tuesday. Like, we can't, <laughs> we're going to finish this. Like, this is, uh, this uh, is ridiculous. But <laughs> I, I can't imagine any, I mean, knock on wood. Is this wood? Yes. This table wood? Or is this like a laminate? What is this? Laminated wood. Yeah, yeah, sure. Acrylic. Yeah, acrylic is what we have. You know what this table is? It's brown. That's yeah. What it, I mean, Another great undercover story would be putting some orange vests on you guys and sending you to Home Depot to answer some some lumber questions for people in aisle uh, 12. This is balsa. Now you you're turning my suggestion into, it's hey, look at the forts. stupid guys. <laughs> and I don't really well, appreciate that. that huh? yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. I'm about to bring up another topic here or oh. two. All right. Let's take a look at the... <laughs> Let's take a look at the. Have we moved uh, on from feminine uh, <laughs> Let's take a look at the standings right now, and uh, let's see. Oh, oh, you know, guys, I picked fourth, and I took Rom last. You know yeah. what this feels like? Because yeah, I play weird. a lot of golf. This feels like the guy that birdied number two, and he's like yeah. already claiming yeah. victory when yeah. he's got like forty holes yeah. to go. Yeah. That's what it feels. No, like. I'm not in the lead. I, just I say, mean, the yeah. tour's on the leaderboard. How did Rom yeah. slide the fourth? He slid the fourth. Two time no, winner. Wait, you picked. You I picked. picked no I third. Picked, okay. I picked yeah, third. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think third. You're right. Um, in fact, I wonder if I picked Scheffler over Rom first. I think I picked Scheffler, and then you passed Rom pa twice. Oh, well, you know, with your what you did a fine home and final or yeah. fine, yeah. So anyway, right. uh, uh, Tour's got eight million. Hicken's got seven million. 
ET's got 2.4 million and uh, somebody's got 1.5. Uh, you're wrong. That wasn't what it was, I didn't think, but either way. I'll be fine. Don't y'all worry. What do you mean I'm it? wrong? I thought, I thought that's not what he said. I'm looking that, right at that's him. That's this week's Am I an idiot? <laughs> I mean, I'm looking I, I, right at him. I didn't say all that. Total earnings. You said you're wrong, and I don't yeah. know how I'm wrong when I'm looking right at him. <laughs> but you do you. Go ahead. You're up. God, you got, how long have you guys been together? Too long. Too long. Okay. <laughs> Mike and the Mad ever, Dog. Uh, do, you, let me, you guys, do you guys ever go out socially? Or are you like, nah, yeah. I get enough of this guy every morning? We do. You guys I text Sun JM. <laughs> Immediately <laughs> changes the subject. Okay. E? Shane Laurie. I mean business this week, man. I ain't playing with y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be me next. Yeah. Oh, boy. Picking up on this. <sighs> I'm torn between Stefan Yeager. Steven. Yeah. Yeah. Grayson Sig. That's mm. a damn good dog right there. Akshay Badia. One of the great up-and-coming uh-huh. talents who turned pro, I think, at 17. Oh, my God. Are you looking at a field list or rankings? I'm looking at uh, I don't have your, what's your guy's name? Rob Bolton. Gets a lot of airtime now. I need to. I'll go Cooch. At some point, Rob Bolton needs a sponsor a segment. Um, you're go, going Cooch? Yeah, okay. I'll go Cooch. That's great. Cooch That's... last played the Honda in 2011, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope he knows where to go. Hope he finds the first team. Uh, I'm <sighs> going to go with my boy, another damn right. good dog. Uh, it's a non-designated event, Hick. Uh, apparently. Chris Kirk. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, one of the best ball always strikers. A, always a factor. Uh, on tour. Has no one picked Horschel yet? No. Uh, no. Yeah, I'll go Horschel. Yeah, sure what, you will. What, what are you guys doing? I don't know. Steven Yeager. Don't Yeager. ask me. I'm in DAL. <laughs> Asking the wrong guy there. I guess I'll. Uh, oof. I'll go Denny McCarthy. I've seen him up there Denny a few McCarthy. times. Denny McCarthy. Putter. He's a good putter. Yeah, really good putter. And Denny. Denny really Cooch is who I just picked. All right, I know who I want. Let's see if E.T. will let it, or see. Let's see what the Vegas board tells I know him what to he take. I know who he's taking. Aaron Wise. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. Perfect. That gives you your guy. That gives me my guy. You know why he's my guy? Why? Because he won there last year. Sepp Straka, we're going to go yeah. with. Sepp Straka, Ooh. last year's champion. Horses for course. Oh, let's hope. I like Sepp Straka. So what do they do? What do they, cup hopeful. Now, what do they get if they win this week? A couple hundred grand? Or? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Are Gift we, certificate. Have we hit the top of the... <laughs> We hit the top of the hour yet? Or are we, yeah. Are we going to break? Yeah. I don't know. What are, what's the purse? 18% of the purse. I'm just kidding. It's one. They win a lot of money, million. and they'll be in the Masters. They'll be in the players. They've got the already, best so. job in the world. Anybody that ever complains about being a pro golfer needs a life check. And they will have two of the most terrifying shots to hit in their yeah. life on 15 and 17 on Bear Sunday. trap, they call it. Bear if trap. You're, if, you're, if you're the last uh, Vegas odds to win the Honda, are you hanging on by a thread on, on the tour? Just give us the name. I know what you're going with. No relation, Vinny Norman. Two R's. Oh, Vincent Norman? Yeah. Oh, with two R's? Yeah. yeah. What's it what's his deal? <laughs> what's his deal? No you don't know anything idea. about Vincent Norman? What's the deal with that I guy? I don't know much about Vincent Norman, I have to be honest with you. You know nothing about Vincent Norman. I honestly, I mean, I've heard of Vincent Norman. The next three you can tell me something about. Kevin Tway, Ryan Armour, Ryan Moore. What's happened to Ryan Moore? Is he hit 
injuries or uh, putting kind of up and not, down. Yeah, injuries. Yeah. He's, he was. I mean, he was the guy's always on the board. He was one of the best amateurs of. He had one of the best amateur years of all time when he was uh, when he before he is turned he the, pro. Is he the little painter's cap guy? Yeah, yeah. But he also went like no sponsor for a while. Uh, Kevin Tway, obviously Bob Tway's son. Yeah. Go Cowboys. Who was the other one? Ryan Armour. Ryan Armour. Tommy Armour's great, nephew. Uh, great Ohio State uh, player. One of the one of the best. Is he related to Tommy time. Armour? He is not. Uh, oh, what about think, Armour all? I think he won Sanderson. What about Under Armour? Sanderson a few years ago. Ryan Armour, very nice guy. Ryan Armour also. Uh, His dad is Under Armour. Yeah. I remember playing a college tournament, humble brag moment, uh, against oh, Ryan. Yeah, there we go. We, wait, we made it till February hey, before, before we ahead. get one of his tour experiences. Go ahead, finish the story. <laughs> no, I'll just never forget. I was a freshman. We finished. I'm out in the parking lot. I was putting my, my bag away, and there's Ryan Armour outside the Ohio State van ripping darts. Like 20, just like. Smoking cigarettes. Coach, yeah. I need a pack of cigs. It was a tough finish. Was, we, uh, was, Keith, don't, hey, was Keith Mitchell with him you or don't no? See, <laughs> you don't see that a lot in college athletics. But I don't mean are. to be mean to Keith Mitchell. Apparently, everyone loves He's a nice guy in the world, but he sure looks like he should have a, win, a Winston dangling from those lips. Oh, yeah. So he's got that cashmere sweater and that old school so visor, good. dude. I who, mean, is the, uh, who is the most noted uh, heater? Uh, player on tour. Is anybody smoking on tour? I, I know don't you know don't about like to share that. It's the old days. It I think great. it's more like oh, the old days. They would walk like, down the highway, no up, problem. You get some up. champions guy. I think yeah. Lumpy Heron might still rip some darts. John any, Daly not, gets his own category. Well, ripping darts that. is like you know frowned upon a lot more than it used to be. Well, yeah. it's funny if you watch. The, I remember Ben Crenshaw used to talk about he would yeah. tuck it under his yeah. palm, where yeah. you almost like light your palm on fire. Yeah. But Nikki Price would fire up the oh yeah yeah. Oh, there's a lot of we try not to use heaters in much of our marketing collateral these days. It doesn't really resonate with the younger fans. But. Who's smoking? <laughs> John Ramis. Yes. Camel Lights Invitational. All right, Tune well, take your career earnings uh, and get out of here. I uh, made that joke to myself, by the way, because they were talking about, about Keith Mitchell. They called him Cashmere Keith. I said they should call him Camel Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I love Cracked it. myself up. I well, literally I did. Mean, I didn't text it to anyone. I didn't tell anyone. I said, Jeff, I got a joke for you. You know, and then some, you laughed. And I laughed. There was a frat party in Athens at some point yeah, where Keith Mitchell point. was just in I, the corner. I, the guy has grown on me now. Oh, he's, he's like great. one of my favorite golfers. He's I'm great. Up there. Is he not playing this week? Very no, down to no, earth. And, not designated yeah. for him. Um, that's a brunch for the tour. Did I just honestly pick Matt Kuchar and Denny McCarthy? You did. Uh, Denny McCarthy, I, I hate to have a third Rob Bolton mention, but third in power rankings. Oh, was PGA he? Tour. Kind of a steal for Yeah, and Kuchar was like fourth. Okay. I there feel you like go. you were kind of going I mean, off the, yeah, you were going a lot of I thought, I think, Yeah, I think you were looking. I went up. down the board. I know. You went alpha. Oh, there, okay. Yeah. I thought you were looking at alpha list. Okay. No, I'm, I'm looking at our Vegas fantasy odds. Yeah. What you oh, want? you're on the Vegas odds. I, I looked at Vegas odds. I went down the board, though. Yeah. CBS golf for your ranking? What is I'm it? not like E. Ease up, man. Chalk, man. Ease up, he says. I mean, do some work, man. There's, uh, we're getting to a point on you PGA to Tour, the by the way. Bro. We're getting an LPGA factor where you think you're playing one guy and you're playing someone else. Be careful. Wait, what? Well, we already have Tom Kim. We have Siwoo Kim. Now I'm looking at Shung Yoon Kim. We're, I, you got to be careful when you're making your the picks. The Kim family. If That's you're, what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm being serious. I'm not yeah. being no. like, funny about it. You got to. <laughs> He's okay with that. <laughs> See you later, Patrick. You're backing Rogers. me into them. Get him out of here. Corner. I don't know. There's no question. I don't know why that's controversial. I, I, there's I, five guys in the field with the last name Kim. Is that like somehow? Tell him it's time to go. Oh Can I gosh. go to a 9 a.m. with Jared? Because it sounds uh, amazing right now. Okay. This okay. is brunch with the tour. We got the Lock and Law High Score Report next. Chemistry all time low. plays on and off the field. Now get ready for the Lockett Law High School Report, brought to you by Lockett Law. Know before you blow. 
All right, crank it up. We got the uh, Lock and Law High School report. No, before you blow. Our buddy Lee Lockett taking care of the kids because he's a man of the people, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. We were talking bowl soccer right. today. All right. I'd like you to introduce them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they brought four names at me. I yeah. gotta, is there a Michael here? Do we have? No. It? I'm kidding. We got John Mark Sanders and Will. John Marinados. Goalie. He's kind right. of tall. He's got a tall drink of water. Is that better for being a goalie? John, also, John, you, play, yeah. you play football, too, for Bulls, right? Yes, sir. I'm a receiver at Bulls. Okay. Oh. And then we got our buddy uh, Max Lockett. Max, tough question for you right off the bat. How you doing, by the way, Max? I'm great, sir. How are you? I'm good. Max, uh, just put on your truth hat for a second. Oh, Answer boy, this as honestly as possible. Yeah. All right, Max? I want you to tell the listening audience who was a better flag football coach, Dan Hicken or Lee Lockett. I got to go with Lee Lockett. You do? Oh, yeah. that a boy. I love it. What was your record against right, Dan Hicken? Look at Max. it. The eyes are sparking anger. I mean, he's got kids in here and the honor and the trumpet. And I've known him since he was a baby. Since he was a baby. It offended you. You're, 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 yeah, I kind of thought I, it did. I kind of thought Maxie would go with me. I know he did. I'm a little disappointed, did. but I like the, I like the loyalty. Yep. I like the loyalty. Uh, Sanders yeah. lives in the yeah, Bay. Sure. Sure, another. So Sanders is yeah. a yeah. You, you yeah. see Dan going on his walks ever. Oh yeah. yeah, he's walking his dog. Rocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nice. also Rocky. he yeah, and yeah. also his dad's a walker. We got yeah. all kinds. Oh, we're of walkers in the Bay, man. We get after it. And then Will Morales. Will, how you doing? How you doing, Dan? I'm doing well. Well, good, good, good. So uh, do, you, do you walk or have a dog or coach so, football or play for the football? All right. So let's start with uh, let's start with some of the good, and that's getting to the Final Four. Uh, John, we'll start with you. Take me through the uh, big uh, game-clinching win over Providence. That's the game that sent you to the Final Four. Is that correct? Yes, sir. That was the game. Uh, we played them in the regular season. Mm-hmm. We tied 1-1. It was a really tight game. Okay. And we lost in the district finals. Okay. I was out. We went to Pens. Okay. That was tough to watch. Pens. Penalty, Penalty kicks. kicks. Gotcha. Yeah. We knew Soccer it. talk. <laughs> soccer talk, soccer terms. Yeah, you have soccer. to go PK for him. Yeah. Yeah. He was okay. PK is I would have been good, but Penn's is a little different for me. <laughs> sorry. All right, it's all right. It's all right. And yeah. then we got back to the regional finals, and uh-huh. we beat them on their turf mm-hmm. in overtime, second mm-hmm. overtime. Nice. All right, all right. Max, what was it like to uh, to win that game against Providence and advance? Because they got you twice in the regular season, so this was a huge game and a great rivalry, and you guys all know each other and kind of grown up together, right? Yeah, it was definitely one of the best moments of the year. We were rooting for them all playoffs, hoping we could actually get a second chance oh, against them, and okay. that's what happened. Okay. Uh, Sanders, uh, uh, then you guys, uh, is, is at Bowles, do we think about the Final Four every year? Is that the goal? Yeah, I mean, my last four years we've been here, we've made the Final Four every year. And every off, year you've been there? Yeah. Wow. Well, first off, shout out Ridge Colon, Providence. He kept him in the game. Okay. He's a baller. Okay. Holy. Okay. Oh, okay. So he did well as well. Uh, Will, uh, uh, you're a junior? Yes, sir. And Are the rest of you seniors? No. No, just Sanders is the only You're senior. You're the only one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they should be good next year. Sounds like they've been yeah. pretty good for the last four. So we're going to keep yeah, it going, that's right? that's true. Will, uh, uh, tell me about going to the Final Four then. What was the experience like? You guys came up short. Obviously, you played a, a, a team that I think cheats, but I, I'm not positive. <laughs> <laughs> Accusations no. leveled. No? No? <laughs> no, we, we went down there. Uh-huh. Um, Where we was were, it? We Where were, did you play? Uh, it was in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Um, halftime, f- we had yeah. him one, one zero. We were down one zero. We were in the game. Okay. Um, we had some small chances, mm-hmm. and they kind of pulled away. Okay. Uh, scored a couple late goals. Unfortunately, sealed it. Uh, the loss for us. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they had some really strong players. All right, no cheating, Dan. They just. I, I'm, I'm kidding. I know yeah. you yeah. are. It's bringing laughter to the laughter and joy to the people. The children, uh, uh, children Sanders, of the world. 
senior. So let's help him, Jeff, right okay. now. Let's make some college decisions. Sure, for where are we going? What do you forget, got right forget now? Forget what your dad says. Yeah, forget your mom. Correct. Forget your yeah. brother. How's Just your brother doing? Real word way? advice. Tore his ACL. His brother tore his ACL. Well, that's not real good at all, then. But, it sounds like he's doing terrible. No, he did it a while ago. Okay. He's moving around. Right. He's rehabbing. Yeah. But Sanders, t- uh, uh, tell me about the college. What, what? Where are we? What, like you said, it was complicated. So what's happening? Do you want to play soccer or not? Well, I'd love to play soccer, mm-hmm. but I want to find a good fit. Okay. You know? and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's it's there's a lot of moving pieces with the college process, and it's harder to get into schools. Okay. So a state school maybe maybe the move. Okay. You never know. It, it never is. Know. What happens if are you soccer get- scholarships full, or are they more like baseball? Do uh, they split them up, or how does it work? I wouldn't. I wouldn't do D1 or D2. I'd be looking at D3 schools. Gotcha. Right. They don't do athletic scholarships. Academic. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. I could get academic, but nevertheless. Is that like Florida Southern? Is that the level of what? – what is that in state? D3? Yeah, what are the I don't know. What are the D3s state? that have uh, good soccer programs here in the state that you like? Are um, there any? In the state. I mean, yeah. I could say a couple, I have a couple out of the state, like yeah. Emory University. Okay. Sure. Well, that's a good school. Schools like those. Yeah. Those now, kind of the level. Let me ask you a question, Sanders. If something happens Friday around six o'clock, would, would that change your mind? Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, knowing smile going on here. We're talking about Florida, right? Florida yeah. yeah, yeah. It's Gator That's Day, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm looking. I hope I get in. Yeah, it's, it's hard to get in. It is. Yeah. So oh, I know. Applicants. Oh, it's ridiculous. So I don't. Don't gotten, get me started. It's gotten way too hard. Max, will you go to the University of Florida? <laughs> <laughs> you know, his dad's an FSU grad. If I could get in, I would go, but. That's if I could get it, I would yeah. go. You hear that, it's right? A great school. Yeah, out yeah. of baby Max. I knew I had to get a little love from you today. Yeah, a little love from you today. Uh, uh, Who's y'all's biggest rival? I mean, yeah. if, if it sounds like this year it was a Providence, but he have one year in and year out. Well, we've played um, some big schools like Mandarin and mm-hmm. I don't know Ponte Vedra, and we've kind of had some some games with them, like through the years. Through right? the years, yeah. Um, it used to be you had to be like that. And one thing is they change the districts every year, but it used right. to be like your district team, right? Like forever is Bulls BK. There was no other answer. Yeah. Who's your rival, BK? Boom. Yeah, I I, pl- I'd say it's BK. Still. Yeah. I still BK. do it agree. Yeah. We didn't play him this year. But okay. We'll see. There you go. It's not your biggest yeah. rival if you don't yeah. play him every year, yeah. right? It's just yeah. it's funny how Jacksonville High School And, and I'll tell you something else that I – this is FHSAA, and if any of you answer this, Jeff is going to give you $100. But why is it that, like, like Bulls and Providence are in the same district in some sports – but not in the same district in other sports. That makes no sense to me. Does anybody have an answer to that? Can anyone? They're like, they didn't say there'd be a test. I know, it's not a right? test. Do you want to give them the fifth grade math question? I, I, I don't <laughs> want to embarrass them. Yeah. yeah. Like Jeff got the fifth grade. Question. Yeah, who's good at math? Which one is the best at math? Uh, Morales. Is All right, here you go. Morales? All right, here we go. Oh, Stand by. This is, I, actually, oh, Morales. I, I've already uh, torn give up. Give him a pencil. Well, I've already torn up my formula, so you're going to have to read. Do I got to read the formula. question? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, you got to figure this out, man. This is, not- this is good. Live on it, homie. Are you the smartest at third, fifth grade, or what was What's it? What's your math class right now, Will? Um, You're going to get this. Calculus. It's not that hard. Calculus? I got it, you'll get it. Yeah, this will be easy. Right, get it. Here we go. This is question but 12. I got to say, I wish we had put a clock on it, ET. I think I got it in about 30 seconds. No hit. You talked through it. Yeah, it was good. Quick. It was good radio. There you go, You can work friend. on it while we interview the rest it, of the fellas. Yeah. yeah All right. It, honestly, it's going to take you 10 seconds. It's not that hard. Oh, you think so? I do. Yeah. All right. You ready? This is pressure, Will. It's not pressure. Trust me. It's yeah. Easy. yeah. All right. So Bill read 30 pages of a book on Monday. All right. 30 pages of a book on Monday. He read one-eighth of the book on Tuesday. All right. He completed the remaining one-fourth of the book on Wednesday. All right. How many pages are there in the book? That's so yeah, look at it. He read thirty and pages. Immediately, the recognition is there. He read thirty pages of the book on Monday. 
He the read, rest of them might have a problem, by the way, with oh. the question. I've seen some scared looks yeah. out there in the crowd. What you going to do, yeah. Bowles? <laughs> one-eighth of the book on Tuesday uh-huh. completed the remaining one-fourth of the book on Wednesday. The question is, how many pages are in their book? You continue to work on that. Uh, tell me about penalty kicks as a goalie. Do you hate it when it comes to that? Do you like it? Is that fun? What's your thought? Um, you can kill uh, the music, by the way. Thank it you. Is, it's not fun at all. No. <laughs> no, That's not. the goalie's perspective, yes. by the way. We're talking right? to the goal. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's once they get up to the line, it's kind of a mind game. Yeah. There's different strategies to, like, decide. We're struggling with the question over here. It's a hard the, question. The entire Bulls institution right now is wobbling. <laughs> What's it going to do, We Bulls? are wobbling right now. Here, let me tell you the how I... The face has flushed red. The fear has set in. <laughs> Paralysis of mathematical analysis has happened. I, so I did tell- it. I can't. I'm smarter than the Bulls kid. <laughs> Who knew? Mom! Mom! It's been a, it's been a long weekend. Four-day weekend. It's okay. Brain I is, hear you. The brain's yeah. foggy. It's okay, yeah. Will. You don't need to know what my brain's been through, young man. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> That's 55 years of punishing that thing. So, anyway, take me through the penalty kicks. So, so what is the strategy for you? Are you trying to guess or are you – because you have to sort of – you can't – you can't – you go one way or the other, basically, right? Yeah, well, so there's different – you can either, like, go off their body languages uh-huh. or there's different tricks that you can look at the ball and decide where to go. Mm-hmm. Or you can develop your own formula, kind of mm-hmm. like the Providence keeper. Like, go three three sides one way uh-huh. and then go to the next. Okay, okay. Max, what uh, position do you play for Bulls soccer? I'm a right winger. Right mostly. winger? I also play some striker. Okay, okay. It means he gets to score. Is that what he does? Yeah. He gets to put the biscuit in the basket, yeah. so to speak. Who was the leading scorer on the team? Uh, the mathematician. Uh, he got, <laughs> took me a second, but I oh, he got, got it. He did. Get, boy, Will. Uh, did you score forty eight? Did you score forty eight goals by no. any stretch? That'd be a little. Ideal. What was your best game? Uh, how many goals did you score in your best game? So against Fletcher, I scored four goals. Um, they were a little bit of a um, not as strong of an opponent, so it uh-huh. wasn't like the most exciting game. Okay, sure. but um, yeah, that was probably my best game. Well, we had one of the guys or girls that scored like seven or something. Didn't we yeah. one week earlier? Yeah. One of one of the girls. It was, was one that, of the girls. I think it was the Bartram Trail, Olivia. Yeah. Olivia Bory as they go for a, Monster. another state championship. Sanders, uh, you score goals too, though, right? Yeah, I score. I think I was second. Second? Okay. But I got there... a couple goals on a couple occasions. Okay. I didn't score four goals in one You game. didn't score four. What was your what, favorite game of the year? What's the favorite goal? How's it like if you can score? Like, Do your yeah. bicycle kick uh, still? Uh, yeah. I scored a free kick against um, Oakley. From, from how far? And a free kick is where they line up yeah. like seven yards from you or whatever. How far out were Did you bend it like Ten. Beckham? Ten. Close Ten. enough. Uh, I, I just hit as hard as I could. You, they, they don't know who Beckham talk. is. I don't think. They know who Beckham. You know Beckham is, yeah. Maxie? Okay, Beckham. Yeah. All right. Do y'all bicycle kick in high school? Do, do y'all do I mean, that? that's got to, like, show up. If that situation doesn't right. arise very much. But yeah. they would. Sure they would. Yeah. yeah. They probably mess around in practice, don't they, with a bicycle yeah. kick? Uh, before we get you guys out of here, Max, give me a, a FSU breakdown this year of the football team. What are you thinking? I mean, I love the hype everyone's given us in the media, but uh-huh. I hope we're not too overrated. But I like our chances to win the ACC this year. Hope Sounds much back. more rational than his Dodger-loving father. Yeah. What about FSU hoops? Are you – Are you? No, your dad is the only known FSU basketball fan in Duval County. Are you an FSU basketball and fan? And I've just been handed an urgent report. They've dropped basketball. basketball. <laughs> yeah. And this year I couldn't tell you what's happened. We just – our young team, we had our best player suspended half the year. Uh-huh. Oh, well, let's yeah, see. Kid from Spain. It's been a rough ride. Oh, Baba? Yeah. Baba didn't get Apparently to Apparently he's worth about 20 wins. All right. All right. Good next year. Last thing, uh, favorite class at Bowls, Will. Shout out to your teacher. Uh, let's see. Probably – It better not be math. <laughs> I would say U.S. history. U.S. history. All right. Shout out Dr. K. Dr. K. Nice. Sanders. 
Uh, it has to be Mr. Lip Physics. Mr. Lip Physics. physics. Wow. You you, you make take fi- physics in high school? If you make physics interesting and in, and in, in, uh, did I take physics in high school? No. Physical no. education. Yeah. <laughs> Still offered that. Physical Credit. science. Max, yeah. what was your best class? I'll go with physics because the coach is a, a teacher, Doc. Okay. Oh, yeah. good move. All right. Um, I'll go economics with Dr. Hill. Or of Dean course. Hill. Whenever the coach is the teacher, that's always a good move. That's right. a good one. Well, there yeah, we go. Dave Denslow. Guys, Economics. congratulations on a great year. Yeah, three super of you, job. You know, Thanks for having us. Yeah, man. Re-rack it next so year. Much. Sanders, good luck with your college decision. Thank you, sir. Let us know what you do in the Bay. Yeah. The other three of you, go chase your dreams. you got another year to keep going. Football player. You going to play again? Yes, sir. You played football too, didn't you, Max? Yes, sir, did. You going to play again? Spring coming up, yeah. All right. Will? I'm, I'm a track guy too. Okay. Yeah, awesome. All right, what you you sprinter or uh, uh, the mile? Oh, oh mile. What do you do the mile in anyway? Can you do it in less oh, than ten uh, minutes? Four forty-five. Four forty-five. Sheesh. <laughs> Is that your all-time low? Like on average, that's an average five mile. You think five minute? Uh, I mean, I recently this year I'm trying to get it down into the four thirties. But what is the uh, record's year. under four? What's the kid at? Uh, is it under four? The record now? The mile record? The niece kid. Uh, you ever race? Probably a few years of I mean, I've seen him run, but that was, okay. that was a while was, ago, wasn't it? When I was a little bit younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah. a few years ago. Yeah. Did he yeah. go under four minutes? Yeah, I think so. He was a four minute really mile close. is the mark is the marker, I'm right? Sure no one knows. No one knows anything in this studio. I don't know how we get a show done. No, but we're going to take <laughs> a break. All right, thank you, boys. We'll back. be back. <laughs> to put a wrap on this educational experience when we return. It's a Catlin Chuck Accessories Tuesday. Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! I don't know if I've ever felt better about wake my up, mental acuity up, than this up. whole math thing today. I, I just. That was a big win. I mean, we'll leave it at that. We put the young man on the spot. We did, for sure. He did a nice job. Yes. Yep. Welcome back to the program. This is The Drill. We've talked a lot of football today. And in the offseason, again, you understand the value of quarterbacks when you're going to watch Joe Burrow get a $50 million a year deal, Justin Herbert get a $50 million a year deal uh, this offseason when teams are gripping over but I, I do think there has to be a, a little bit of an exhausting factor involved if you're the Green Bay Packers and dealing with Aaron Rodgers or, in some respects, Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. I mean, and if you're Lamar Jackson, remember this, you don't have an agent, right? Lamar's different. He doesn't have an agent. So he goes in there and he plays hardball with Baltimore. And so things get said. I wonder what that relationship is. They continue to say he's not leaving, and I get it. I just don't know what the answer is for Lamar Jackson. He would you rather have Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers? Uh, Lamar Jackson. Okay. Wow. But now which I'm, is I mean only I, because of I mean not not like their career or yeah. in their prime. No, 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 no. I'm afraid right now. I am. Yeah. I don't. I don't think enough is being made of Aaron Rodgers' numbers this year. Right. Way low. Way substandard. This dude was back to back MVPs, like outside of the top ten in passing yards. You know, and I, I pointed out that yeah. when Tony called the other day, yeah, they won at the end of the year, but he's still like 148 yards, one touchdown, one pick. I will take Lamar Jackson in his prime and hope that he doesn't get injured. Now, you know, that's always that's that's, that's the, the problem with him. But that's what the problem with anyone, right? Yeah. With all of them. Yeah. Joe Burrow tore an ACL. Guys get hurt. Who had the better year this year? Well, Aaron played more, right? So. I think Aaron. Uh, yeah, I don't, Aaron Rodgers did not have a. Now again, did not have a good year. No, he didn't. He really 91 did. rating. This is the guy's always, I, Exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, he's had ratings where he's 112, 108, back-to-back MVPs. Yeah. I mean, even the passing yards outside so of the funny. top. How about fewer this? Fewer passing yards than Jalen Hurts in two more games. How about this? Lamar Jackson, 
16, both had the same rating, 91.1. Well, there you go. So, and, and one of them's 26. Yeah. I don't think Lamar's even 26 yet. 17 and 7, 28 and 12. So, Aaron threw for a but lot not, more. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, Lamar, he also threw for more picks. Lamar runs for more. I, now, look, Lamar, I love Lamar more than most. I yeah. always have. Yeah, I've been more the guy who I'm not yeah. sold on I'm not Lamar. saying, look, we had this conversation the week of the Ravens We've game. We've had this conversation his whole career. I still, I don't know if you, yeah. look, it's going to take a special circumstance to win the Super Bowl with a guy like Lamar. In other words, you better not be behind in the fourth quarter, at least with no receivers. That's another one. I'd be curious if he had DeAndre Hopkins, what he would look like. Yeah. Or if he had Devontae Adams or Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase or Stephon Diggs or yeah. C.D. Lamb or any of those kind of guys. They've never done it for him. They never have. And you see, and you see what is, look. They'll bring him a guy and say he's good, Hollywood Brown, and then Hollywood Brown does nothing, leaves and does nothing. Yeah, but why does Hollywood Brown want out? They're best friends. It's because he wants to go to a place that throws it more? Well, Hollywood Brown went to Arizona and was a nothing burger. Yeah. That's my point. Well, he got hurt. Okay, yeah. all right. He got hurt. But he's just, they've never given, now he's has a great tight end. You know, Mark Andrews won the top two or three. Should you throw for less than 200 yards a game? You know, in today's NFL, you would not think that you should, but I think if you're running for 70 or 80, you can. I just, uh, yeah, I guess. It's just fascinating. I mean, not many do. When you get down to under 200 yards a game, you're down in the Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Kenny Pickett, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. You know, Justin Fields, 149 a game. Yeah. It's a real test against this style of quarterback, and I think we're seeing it play out this offseason. The Bears... Seem to be anything but content with Justin Fields, at least by the rumor mill. And Lamar's Lamar's MVP year, you only threw for two oh eight, so he's not he's big play, but he's not yeah. big numbers. Yeah. But he runs like just so nice. stupidly. Best running quarterback in the history of the I game. I mean, just stupid running numbers, right? Yeah. I mean, the guy's gone over a thousand twice. He would have gone over the last two years if he's doesn't hurt. Yeah, right. He's, Five he, more games. He finished with. Only 200 yards away, basically. 235 yards away both years, and he had five games left. So, 50 yards a game, he would have four straight 1,000-yard rushing seasons. And you know what? He averaged 6.8 yards per carry this year. You know what his long run was this year? 79. His quarterback went 79. (laughs) We didn't have a a skill player do that. Yeah, it's it's impressive. But, I again, I also recognize that when you get to the postseason, I'm not sure you can win with him. When you're down, know. you know, you got to you get the ball at the 12-yard line and you got to drive the length of the field, passing <sighs> the ball down the field. It, tough. It's it's tougher. Tough. It's going to be interesting to see. But his completion percentages have, are, are not like that terrible can't-pass number. No. You know, between 63 and 67, that's not top of the charts, but it's certainly a serviceable. His yards per attempt isn't bad, seven and a half. Ah, it's tough, man. He's thrown a lot of touchdowns. I mean, he went 36-26 back-to-back and then, again, missed games. I, I, I Back to the original question, though, only because of Aaron Rodgers' age and where he's at. I, a million percent would rather have Lamar next year. Not for the next 10. Next yeah. year, I'd rather have Lamar. Because yeah. I feel like that Aaron Rodgers train is just going to go right off the hill here soon. Not to mention my man is still in a darkness retreat as far as we know. Ah, he's he's, no, he's got to be out. He's supposed now. to be on with McAfee today, right? Isn't it Tuesday? Yeah, he's got to be out. Is it Tuesdays he does that? I think he does that. So, I mean, maybe we get some sort of update on just what kind of, you know, pink elephants and I'm flying still, horses that he saw. I'm still coming down from the ayahuasca, guys. I can't yeah. make the uh, right? show today. E, are we trending today or are we New York City headlining? It's your decision, my friend. Oh, yeah. We're trending. Mm. I guess he was on with him yesterday, maybe. Oh, really? 
I don't know. We got to we got to figure out what. What's, uh... All right, it's time for what's training first, and that's brought to you by Pet Paradise, uh, training as the official pet services provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and should be for you. Find out more. Go <laughs> to your local Pet Paradise. See what they're all about. Right now, you can take advantage of Wacky Camp Day still for the rest of the month, and that's an introduction. But they always got great. Um, Little programs and promotions running in with New Day Veterinary Care and all the Pet Paradise facilities, the best of all veterinary care as well. Any and all services in the most update and modern facilities, there's only one brand to trust, and that's Pet Paradise. Dano. Yes, sir. You got that smirk on your face. Hold Hold on. Let let me help you out. (laughs) Thank you. Number five. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I can't do it with with the... uh, Artist formerly known as the Duchess of Canterbury or whatever she was. That's our girl, Meghan Markle. I, I love her. <laughs> Are you talking about Bay? Meghan is upset, overwhelmed about the South Park episode. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> they killed him. They, they didn't call him the same, but they looked the same. And... Uh, it's just, Meghan. Stop it. You Stop. can't. Remember, uh, remember they left. They left the monarchy. Because they wanted to be left alone. They wanted privacy. Right? What do they got? They do a book. Uh-huh, they they a do book. a Netflix series. They look terrible. I mean, what? It's a terrible look. Stop. No one believes it. And now she's, quote, overwhelmed yeah. by the episode. South Park did a takeoff on her and Yeah, they didn't call him the same, Harry. but it was still. Yeah. And it was spot on. And you just need to shut up. You're a public figure. You don't win that lawsuit. These... They're, yeah, they're they're something else. Those two. Yeah, not anyway, very likable. I'm sorry, yeah, I had to. Got not to. very likable sorts. They're not likable, yeah. including him, by the way. Yeah. Uh? yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. Him as much as anyone. Yeah. Number four. <laughs> One thing. They're holding signs in the episode. We want our privacy. Stop looking at us as they go on a show. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. Uh. Anyway, I'm sorry. One thing my mother, like, the one way that we spend time is uh, garage sales. Oh, okay. Oh, my mom, like, boy, we would wake up on a Saturday oh. morning and we would hit up a garage sale. All right, all right. And I'm sorry for whoever garage sale we hit up next because if you got anything that's selling for $10, my mom will buy that thing for 50 cents off of you with no problem. <laughs> she will talk you down. She talks you down. What? All right. But uh, this story is about a man who buys a secondhand dresser at a yard sale. But a noticeable noise leads into an incredible discovery. Okay. Secondhand uh, dresser, that means he hears something, he opens the drawer. So it had a hidden compartment. Oh, even better. Because they were shaking. They're like, man, what's going on? They couldn't find it. So they turned it upside down, and they they, they found, like, a, a hidden compartment. All right. And in that compartment, they found the previous owner. He um, he had some military medals, some dog tags, all kind of different items. Okay. And, like, money from all types of places. Oh. The value of, he bought the dress for a hundred dollars. Yeah. The value of all the items in it was fifteen thousand dollars. Oh. That's now, like that. Uh, that's like that storage wars show yeah, where like you buy the storage wars. units. But here's the question: Did he give it back? No, the man was deceased. Oh. So it's all yours. It's all his. All right. Family's a little miffed though. Family's miffed. Yeah. Number three. They messed up. Howard University becomes the first all-black swim team on the cover of Sports Illustrated. As they near their championship title. I didn't even know Howard had a swim team. Well, now you do. Is this current? <laughs> current. What was the movie? Uh, African-American swim team coach. Ah. Well, I, I, oh, no. I should know this. Yeah, I don't know. I, know. <laughs> I just, uh, uh, 
Oh, gosh, I don't know. I can't think of the guy's name. Who was You're not the... talking about the one where they're training for the military, Cuba Gooding Jr., that no. one. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This is one where it's a, I think it's a college team and well-known African-American actor, and I can't think of his name. Uh, How- Howard? No. Uh, Terrence Howard? Terrence Howard. Is that Pride? Yes. Thank you. Pride. That's what it remind. If you're telling me it's a current, uh-huh. that's kind of what it reminded me of. But anyway, yes. Number two. Oh, oh, oh. something my mama always told me: when oh. we go in this store, don't touch nothing, don't don't look at nothing, don't okay. whatever. Because right. if, if you break it, you buy it. Okay. Well, apparently this woman down in Miami didn't really understand. She didn't it. listen to mama. She didn't listen to mama because she went into like this art museum and she saw a dog balloon. She didn't think it was real, so she tapped the dog balloon. It fell over and it shattered into pieces. Uh-oh. Said dog balloon was worth forty-two. Thousand dollars. It should have been in that that chest of drawers right. the dude brought. <laughs> oh no. Um, oh no. Yeah, I guess I don't. Surely there's insurance. If you go to a museum and you accidentally break something for forty grand, you can't be on the hook, can you? Right. Are I you mean, if it's forty-two thousand, you got to protect it better. I shouldn't be able to knock it, it over. It right? should have been in like a, a glass case. You can't get nowhere near. It for and I'll give you another one. These loons should be locked up for life. If you're one of these loons that goes into a museum and throws paint on a painting or glue or you glue you go to jail forever you're a menace to society but my how do they fix that i've always wondered yeah you can't like they go into the louvre and they throw it yeah, on a renoir they destroy i mean it. it's ruined but you certainly it's not they yeah. i mean they've done it to the mona lisa she still stands mona lisa oh, no. mona lisa uh, men have claimed her uh, Right. Number one. This is it, the hottest story in the world. Thank you, E. And I didn't think this would happen, but BG no. is back. Brittany Griner, and she signs a one-year deal with yes. the Phoenix Mercury. Yes. I didn't think she would play again, but hey. Mm. She, she, I think she w, said something. WNBA like action. It's her fantastic. way of. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff will be tuned in. When do they, Jeff. When do they start? Jeff, with Tarazi <laughs> yeah, and Griner back, are the Mercury the favorites? I don't know. I. It's hard to put the proper... He'll check out Sports Center, hey, top hey, of the show. It's hard to put the proper value oh boy. on a sports league oh no. when a lady just became the all-time like salary leader like per year and she makes less than my cohort. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's trendy, right? You like that paradise? What just happened there? This is the drill. The Catlin Chuck Accessories Tuesday. Now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL talking with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. All right, clock is ticking down on the drill, but fret not. Jaguars today, Mike and Tony ready for a Super Tuesday. Hello, Tone. Good morning. What's cooking on this uh, Super Tuesday? Well, it is the first day that teams can apply a tag if they want to yes. is today. So our question today asking if the Jaguars are going to use the tag this year and if they are on who. Um, so yes on Evan Ingram, yes on Jawan Taylor. No, they won't tag anyone. I would mm. if they if they do, it'll be Ingram. I would hope that they don't. I kind of think they might end up doing it on Ingram if they can't get something worked out. If they, especially if they, what is the t- tight end tag? Is like eleven? Is that right? It's right around eleven. Yeah. yeah. And the tackles what? Eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. They're It'll not. Be interesting. Do you think Juwan Taylor's on this team next year? I think the Jaguars want him to be on this team. Yeah. I think the further I get away yeah, from the season, I feel like it's a total luxury to have him. Yeah. I mean, 
I don't know. It'd be interesting. Like me, I've I've been on this boat for a while. Yeah. Uh, when I sat down to talk to Jawan Taylor, I'd offer him twelve or thirteen million dollars a yeah. year. Yeah. And say that's the offer. Yeah. If you think you can get more on the market, yeah. go test it. Yeah. Right. And it'll be waiting for you if you want to come back around to us. But I'm not offering you know fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. Like it, I. And I'm someone not, will. I someone might. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you're talking. We were looking at it last week because mm-hmm. we were talking about Jawan Taylor and the franchise tag a little bit one day last week. Right. And you know there are seven right tackles in the league that are making nine million dollars a year. Seven. Mm. Right. Mm. So if you're there's only one that's making eighteen. You know, so if you put him on the franchise tag, you're basically saying he's a top two right tackle. Yeah, and he's not. You know, it, he's not that. Right. He's a decent right tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? So yeah. you got to figure out what that money means. And with, you know, it's always going up and up and up. So yep. you have to factor true that too. in That's somehow. True. But franchise tag? No. Yeah. I think if it were as simple, if the, like the transition were easier and you could play Walker Little, I think it would be make more sense to keep him. But. I mean, at the end of the day, the reason you draft a guy in the second round and 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 developing to replace him is so that when your other guy his contract is up, you're you're protected. And yeah. so, at the very least, the Jags are look. The team are sees protected. those guys every day. And you might right? Right. and like I may feel like put in Walker Little, it's fine, right? Yeah. Like you're not going to lose anything. And I do. I feel that way about it uh, with Taylor and Little, but that doesn't mean the team feels that way. I point. think ultimately the team would have to also. I mean. If it's me and you're going to tell me you can spend $13 million a year, I'm spending it on defense. I'm not spending it on a tackle when I have one. That's also something that plays in. How do you choose to spend any money that you might have? Do you, are you If if all things were being equal, say Jawan Taylor wasn't on this football team mm-hmm. and the starters were Cam Robinson and Walker Little, would you spend $13 million in free agency to sign a tackle or would you send $13 million in free agency to get a corner or an edge? Yeah. Edge. Right? Yeah, Easy, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Jaguars today is coming right, up thanks, next. Uh, as you. always, we appreciate you uh, listening. Have fun the next couple of hours. We'll see you tomorrow. It's been a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday.